Nation Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the Combination Nail Salon and Grocery Store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. Reported live. For God to do what he had promised them that he would do. So Works of the Flesh is another 20-part series. But let me just simply say Works of the Flesh equal frustration. So anytime you start feeling frustrated, it's because you're trying to do something that God's not doing. You know, I think there can be a real misconception. It's like, yes, we pray and we cast our care of the problem onto God and we trust him to take care of it, but we don't cast our responsibility. <laughs> See, like, I still, you know, I would love for my aunt to be able to have a better situation than what she has, but honestly, I am doing all that I can possibly do. I mean, there's just... He's in the second best nursing home in our city. I mean, there's just nothing else that I can do. And still her clothes disappear in the laundry and somebody stole her wedding rings off her hand. And, you know, I mean, there's just there's stuff that goes on. And I hate that. So that's where I've got to cast my care. There's no point in me getting mad at anybody, being upset. You know, it's just cast my care, trust God, pray, but then do my responsibility. Is anybody hearing me tonight? So part of prayer is always saying, God, if there's something you want me to do, then show me, or if there's something I'm trying to do that you don't want me to do. But we are participators with God. When Nehemiah was building the wall that had been broken down, and a wall in those days was very important because it kept the enemies out, when he was rebuilding this wall around Jerusalem, man, the enemies came against them. I mean, everything came against them. And you know that anytime you try to do something right, the enemy's going to come against you. And especially when you're building, when you're building a life, when you're building a marriage, uh, when you're building a ministry, when you're building a new business, when you're building, the enemy will come. And in Nehemiah 4 9, it says, But because of them, our enemies, we made prayer to our God, and we set a watch against them day and night. So I love that. They prayed, but they still put soldiers out there to watch for the enemy. They didn't just pray and go to sleep. Like now, we have nothing left to do. They stayed awake. And in the hour that we're living in, one of the greatest messages from God is stay awake, be alert, watch, pray, be cautious, be active at all times. For that enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone that he may seize upon and devour. And we better be shouting loud and clear, it's not going to be me. Wake up, sleepy Christian. <laughs> I don't 
you know, I'm not going to turn to these scriptures. You'll be familiar with them, but it's amazing to me that God, who can do anything, wants our participation. Not just to be at an event. God is preparing you for war. <laughs> Amen. God is preparing you for war. And if you don't think you're in a war, let me tell you. In John 11, verses 32 through 41, when Jesus was going to raise Lazarus from the dead, such interesting verses. I mean, first of all, it says that. He waited long enough for Lazarus to die. <laughs> and then he waited until he was sinking. <laughs> Come on, you know what I'm talking about. And then he shows up. Well, you can't do nothing now. He's dead and he sinks. Now Jesus knows he's getting ready to raise him from the dead. Now you... It don't get much better than that. But he says to the people that he wanted to participate, you roll away the stone. Now, if he's going to raise him from the dead, why didn't he just blow the stone out of the hole? I mean, let's make a real big display. <laughs> and can I tell you something tonight? Some of you are waiting for your miracle, but you're not rolling away the stone. Maybe it's a stone of bitterness. Maybe it's a stone of strife in your home all the time. Maybe it's a stone of rebellion toward authority. Maybe it's a stone of a judgmental, critical attitude toward people that don't agree with you. Maybe it's a stone of jealousy toward the sister you had that was skinnier than you, smarter than you. Don't have any anxiety about anything. Don't fret. But in every circumstance, by prayer, trust, and thanksgiving, doing good. <laughs> See? Don't worry about anything, but pray and keep giving thanks. If you're looking for God to do something for you, be thankful for everything he's already done. If we're going to grouch about why we've got, why should God give us something else to be unhappy about? And then Matthew chapter 25 Matthew chapter 25 is such an important chapter in the Bible. It teaches so many lessons. But verses 1 through 13 are particularly important, and I don't, I don't have time to read exactly every one of these, but it says in verse 1, The kingdom of heaven shall be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. And you know, that's, that's us. <laughs> We're waiting for the bridegroom to come, and we've all got our lamps. We've got our light. Five of them were foolish. And five were sensible, intelligent, and prudent. <laughs> Not every believer operates in wisdom. Amen? And, uh, you know, we've learned a lot in the last 20, 30 years about who we are in Christ. 
And boy, people shout when you teach that you're the righteousness of God in Christ. But you know what? The righteousness of God in Christ still has to take out the garbage. Amen? Well, I'm a joint heir with Christ. Well, the joint heir with Christ still has to go to work. And so you can't just pray your way through life. You don't want to try to live without prayer. Don't do anything without prayer. But remember that God empowers you to take action. You're a partner with God. You're a participator with God. For when the foolish took their lamps, they did not take any extra oil with them. Now, oil is representative of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. And let me tell you something. We need to be doing everything that we possibly can to have all of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit in our life that we can possibly have. But while the bridegroom lingered, they all began to nod their heads and they fell asleep. And at midnight there was a shout. He's here, go out to meet him. The wise virgins, of course, were prepared and ready and the foolish ones were not. And I love this. The foolish ones went to the wise ones and said, give us some of your oil. (laughs) The do-nothings who always want to be taken care of And later they came and said, Lord, open the door to us. And he, and he replied, I declare unto you, I do not know you. Yeah, just because you go to church, that doesn't really mean you know God. You can know about God and not know God. And the only way you know God is by doing life with God. And being a participator with him. And then I want to close with verse 13. Watch therefore give strict attention and be cautious and active. For you know neither the day nor the hour when the Son of Man will come. This is not a time to be a lazy, lukewarm Christian. This is a time to get out of bed in the morning. I'm finishing a book now that won't come out until next fall. Not this fall, but next fall. And I'm calling it Seize the Day because I think it's time for Christians to get out of bed in the morning and say, this day is not going to rule me and boss me around. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad. It's time for us to use our will to choose God's will to be the people that God wants us to be, that he's equipped us to be. trust God to open doors for you that no man can open, but also realize that we have a responsibility to do what God has asked us to do. We can't just sit back and do nothing but pray. When we pray, we need to follow God's instructions. Do what you can do. Do what God asks you to do, and he will do the rest. Today, we're offering you 10 teachings. That's over 10 hours of teaching on CD about the character of God. You know what? You don't want to just know about God. You want to know God. And these teachings are going to help you really dig into scriptures that will reveal God's character. I really want to encourage you to get this series. This is 10 hours of teaching. Well, you can learn a lot in 10 hours, stuff that will be really valuable to you in your daily life and your walk with God. 
So thank you for getting these, and I want you to remember that God loves you, and he's got a good plan for your life. Be patient and let him work it out in his timing. The world we live in is vast. We get glimpses of how big it is, but few of us have ever experienced all that it has to offer, much like the character of God. To fully know God and all that he is requires knowing his character. And today's offer can help. Ten-part CD series, The Character of God. All ten CDs are available for a $45 donation or more. Call us toll-free at 1-800-727-9673 or visit us at JoyceMeyer.org and get your copy today. Enjoy life, laugh, and be refreshed at the Joyce Meyer Conference. Don't you feel better just being in this atmosphere? Join us in Phoenix, Arizona and Winston-Salem, North Carolina. For more details, go to JoyceMeyer.org. When I worship, it's like reaching up and he's reaching down. And we touch. I need to be here. an easier way to take Joyce with you. Watch episodes of Enjoying Everyday Life or read the daily devotional on the Joyce Meyer Ministries app. Download it for free today. You mean more to us at Joyce Meyer Ministries than you may ever know. We appreciate you and we thank our friends and partners for making this worldwide ministry possible. Together, we're feeding the hungry, clothing the poor, and presenting the gospel to the nations. Please contact us or visit JoyceMeyer.org today to share your prayer requests, find out more about our resources, see Joyce's conference schedule, and to join us in partnership as we share the love of Christ around the globe. The proceeding was paid for by the friends and partners of Joyce Meyer Ministries. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor John W. Smith, Jr., the host of Faith Now, seen right here on the Church Channel every week. I want to invite you to come and be a part of the broadcast with me as we together study the Word of God. I promise you it will be life-changing. We look forward to seeing you this week. For more information about my ministry, go to johnwsmithjr.com. prophet Isaiah, and said, Understandest thou what thou readest? And he said, How can I, except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this, He was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. In his humiliation his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. And the eunuch answered Philip and said, I pray thee, of whom speaketh the prophet this? Of himself or of some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. 
What does in the need to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still. And they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. Today with Joseph Prince. God is saying to all of us today, all of us today, you are my beloved son, my loved son, my loved daughter. I love you. You are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. In you, I am well pleased. Receive this word into your heart, and you will achieve. You will succeed. Amen. Step into this unique gift of the Holy Spirit and unleash God's protection, provision, and power in your life. Today, as a thank you for your gift of any amount to the ministry, we will send you Joseph's latest three-CD audio series, Release the Holy Spirit's Gift in You. Be blessed as you discover how the Holy Spirit's gift in you can cause miracles to happen in your life. You can also request Joseph's three-DVD album, Tongues, the key to a spirit-led life for a specific gift to the ministry. Whether it's for your everyday concerns or the big challenges of life, learn how praying in the Spirit releases God's practical supply in every area. This collection includes Joseph's latest book, Grace Revolution. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-769-5433 or visit us at josephprince.org today. Praise the Lord. Now, I want you all to know something, that this church, if you are new to this church, this church is known for the message of grace. Now, we say the message because of a lack of better term, but we know that grace in its strictest definition, it is not it. It is the person, the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. And when we look at the person of Jesus Christ, we see the love of God for us. Because his very coming to earth is a clear sign from heaven that God is not mad at the world. God is waiting for the world to be reconciled. That God is not impatient with us. God is patient and kind. God, God's love for us believes the best of us. You know, God believes the best of you this morning. God believes the best of you this evening. Amen? God believes the best of you tonight. And God, when you wake up tomorrow morning, he still believes the best of you. Hallelujah. And that's the way God loves us. And we'll give you a secret right now. To casting sin, to lose its power over your life. And it's going to bless you. Are you ready? Are you ready? Now, this is some doctrinal part. So just, just follow me now. You, see, you, can, you can understand the truth of this wonderful verse because this truth will set you free. Romans 6. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, once you are dead with Christ, you have been freed. The word freed there is actually in the Greek justified from sin. 
The Bible says we are dead with Christ. Now, in what sense are we dead? So let's keep on reading. Then it says, Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Him, knowing that Christ, look at this now, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Now, how many knows that Christ is now at the Father's right hand? Death no longer has dominion over Him. Once you are on the other side, there's no more death. Jesus. Where are <clears throat> and every day that they lived, they enjoyed the fact that they had survived. Because in an environment that lends itself to people who have been through catastrophic situations, it is not uncommon to lose somebody every day. So whether you got well or not, instead of celebrating the fact that you got well, to some degree, the very fact that you are still alive is celebration within itself. I want you to understand this because the text suggests a pathology evolves around this pool. A pathology that is given to people who have survived. I want you to listen at them and think about you. Because it is possible to develop a mentality to fit your environment that simply makes the best of a bad situation. I'm not happy. I'm not living my life to the fullest. I'm not getting the most out of my life. So I'm going to bring my expectation down to my reality. And enjoy the fact that at least they didn't carry me off to the board today. I'm still here. We're still married. You know how your mama told you, you still got a roof over your head. Never mind that it leaks and it's caving in and it hadn't been painted for 20 years. Just, just thank God, you still got a roof over the top of your head. Some of the torture of the pool of Bethesda exists in the commerce in which it is surrounded. Because if I am down and everybody else is down around me, then down becomes normal. But what makes down terrible is when you are down and you can still see up. If you're, if you're going to keep a people enslaved, don't teach them how to read. Because reading people is take their environment and see lifestyles of other people and dare to want it. Don't let them have a television because they'll see that all the young people are not barefoot and living in huts. They'll, they'll see when people see something beyond them, generally it will make them go after it. I'm a big believer in exposure, exposing people to different things. A lot of times people don't want anything because they have not been exposed to anything. When we read that the pool of Bethesda existed beside the sheep market, we don't pay any attention to it, but the contrast is glaring at me that on one hand hurts, 
of sheep are being brought down to the market to be sold and commerce and business and life and productivity is going on and on the other side they're picking their sores and wrapping their wounds because they are stuck in a state of survival. This may be the most important message you will ever hear in your life. Because I am learning as a leader. I don't care how anointed you are. I don't care how gifted you are to speak. I don't care how well you can sing. You can, just because you're anointed does not mean you escape the, the subculture that you develop around dysfunction that holds you a prisoner. Sing all you want to. Canaries sing, but they're still in a cage. Preach all you want to, but you can say something with your mouth that you do not live with your life. The blind had a porch. The lame had a porch. And the halt had a porch. You know, when, when I do workshops outside of the church on, on leadership and, 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 and human development, I tell people, if you want to know where you are or what porch you're on, look in your cell phone. Because your cell phone will tell me who you talk to. And whoever you spend your time talking to, that's the porch you're Ooh, it's going to be tight this morning, Lord. You cannot surround yourself with blindness and expect to see. You cannot run with packs of angry women and expect to be happy and fulfilled. You cannot hang out with a bunch of defeated, going nowhere, no reason men, and be an overcomer. You are who you hang around. So I want to ask you, what is the name of your porch? You can't run around with prejudiced people and not be prejudiced. You can't run around with arrogant people and not be arrogant. What is the name of your porch? Blind people all got together because they understood each other. They enabled each other. They empowered each other. Blind man said, I can't see the other one. Said, I know what you mean. One said, I can see shadows. The other said, I can't see anything at all. They developed a system of survival built around what would not go away. Oh, it sounds like our communities. We have systems of survival built around what will not go away. If we could heal it, we would leave it. But since we can't heal it, we make it nice and comfortable and fix it up and say we like it. But if you're not careful, you will build a, a system around something that you have lost the faith that it could change. Still to come. On the potter's touch. That's the way somebody's coming out. You slow, but you coming. 
but you coming. You need a strategy, but you coming. It took you a while to position yourself, but here you come. Run, but I'm moving. Run, but I'm moving. These statistics are alarming, but yet a real glimpse into the lives and hearts of many leaders. You're not alone. It's time for creative leaders to emerge and recharge. We want to connect you with like-minded leaders and give you the tools to maximize the potential of your organization. Register today for the International Pastors and Leadership Conference, April 21st through the 23rd, 2016 at pastorsandleaders.org. Jesus goes down to the pool, and the Bible says when he looked around and saw this lame man, and he saw him lying there, and how long he had been lying there, the answer Ask the question. You say Jesus is the answer, and I agree with you. And he is the answer, but the answer, the, the, the sovereign God, the all-knowing God, the God who is omniscient, the God who has seen the end from the beginning. When he saw this man's position and his condition, the God who knows everything says, do you, you want to be made whole? I used to think that this was an unintelligent question. Because how could you see somebody who was lame 38 years and ask them, do they want to be well? That seems silly to me. Until I read a little closer, it said when he saw him lie there, when he saw his behavior You see what I'm saying? You got me, don't you? He, he, said, he said, nothing in your actions lets me know that you want to get up. Oh! So, I'm confused. I'm confused. How could you be this sick? this long and be that comfortable you mean you got a bed in this mess you mean you got you a teddy bear and a radio in this mess and he said oh god I feel like preaching this morning he said, I don't want to disturb you if you like where you are. And I don't know about you, I'm tired of disturbing people who like where they are. So, he says, I realize that 
38 years you escaped death. 38 years you're still alive. 38 years you made it through. 38 years you're holding on. But I'm just confused. Is survival all you want? Because if survival is all you want, stop praying to me. If all you want me to do is sustain you in the same position that you're already in, then leave me alone. Can I go deeper with this? He says, Wilt thou be made whole? Wilt thou? He said, because I cannot do this against your will. You and I are going to have to be in agreement. I can't tell you how many people I meet who curse their own deliverance. Subconsciously, they sabotage their own success. They run away from them, anybody who loves them, because they don't feel lovable. And if anything starts going too good, they'll find something bad to focus on until they mess it up, because they are hell-bent on staying in their bed. Now, I'm talking about them, but I want you to think about you. Then, 
Jesus is confused because he said, I ought to be able to look at your situation and tell you don't want to stay there. But because you seem so comfortable in it, <laughs> I'm confused. Will thou be made? He said, well, yeah, yeah, but let me show you why I'm like this. First of all, I'm like this because of what I didn't get. I didn't have anybody to carry me into the pool. It's not that I didn't have opportunities, but when I got the opportunity, I didn't have the support. Mm -hmm. So I'm like this because of who wouldn't carry me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm like this because of where I was raised. I'm like this color of my skin. I'm like this because I didn't have a father. I'm like this because I didn't have a mother. I'm like this because of my first husband. I'm, I'm like this because of what my pastor said about me. I'm like this. Oh, I'm losing amens, Lord. I'm losing. They're going down quick too, Lord. You got to give me something to bring them back because they're about gone now. They're just, they just about... Anytime you justify your condition... You have given it license to stay. So I'm like this because of what I didn't have. And then the second reason I'm like this is when I was, when I did decide to try, when I did to try, I tried a couple of times. I did. I, I dated a couple of times. I did. Well, I did. But I tried. It didn't go right. I, just, I don't know what it was wrong, but I tried. I tried, and, uh, and, uh, I tried, Lord, and I, while, I was, while I was getting up, uh, somebody got in front of me. I just stayed in! They wanted it! I want to ask the people that want it, do you want it bad enough to get in somebody's way to go get it? Because you can't be polite and get this. There comes a time that you got to say, if you don't want nothing, get out of the way. If you excuse me, I got to go for it. This is my year. I survived last year. I don't succeed. Survival is not enough. Give God a 30-second crazy praise of it. I know he was lame. I get that. I feel sorry for him. I know that when you're lame, you can't move fast. But he had 38 years. Thank you. 
to try it again, but you coming. It took you a while to position yourself, but here you come. God, but I'm moving. God, but I'm moving. Pastor, every year for 38 years at a particular season, legend said that an angel came down and troubled the waters. If the season only came once a year and you had 38 years, you had 38 chances to position yourself. Now, you see, you know the day is coming 364 days before it gets there. You can't wait till you see the angel to start getting up out of the bed. You had 364 days to start arranging yourself so that the next time the angel comes by this pool, Follow me into my destiny if you don't see me. 
Everybody open up a prayer this morning individually and then we you know so let's do it that way. Sound like a woman. Hi, how's it going? Can I help you? Hopefully. Yeah, I think we So whoever wants to go first, be my guest. This morning, most gracious heavenly Father God, we come, Lord God, with a heart of joy and a heart of thanksgiving, Lord God. Knowing that Jesus lives within our hearts, oh God. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to come together once again to, to glorify and magnify your holy name. I thank you, Lord God, that I'm able to hear the voices of my brothers and sisters in Christ, Lord, who are stands with a common cause, with this common call that is to anointed, that has been anointed, Lord God, by you to worship and to glorify and to praise your holy name. Father God, I pray that your glory, God, be revealed to us, Lord God, that you work through our lives, Lord God, so that others will see the great works that you are working out through us. We thank you, O Lord God, for just lifting up our bowed-down heads, Lord God, and let us to be able to, to, to celebrate the glory and the salvations that you have given us. We thank you, O God, for the mercies that you have given each and every one of us, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that I have my brother Sam on this phone call, Lord God, who stands and intercedes on our behalf each and every day, who teaches the lessons, Lord God, whom you to speak to, Lord God, and give us a prophetic message, Lord God, for how to, get, to govern and to lead through our lives. I thank you, Lord God, for my sister Erica for the counseling that she gives to us, Lord God. I thank you for my sister Lisa, Felicia, and Renee, and Cheryl, and Maria, and Marie, and all the many others, Lord, who have taken part of this call, Lord, that breaks bread of life, Lord God, that we are able to feed off of each morning, Lord God. So, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for what you have done. We thank you 
for keeping our families safe in law, God. We thank you that you charged your angels to watch over us and keep us throughout our day. Thank you, Lord God, for the guidance, Lord God, that you only can give, Lord God. We thank you even for the corrections, Lord God, for to, to get us back on the right path where we have missed the mark of your higher calling, Lord God. For each and every day, Lord God, we sin. We ask, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that you forgive us for our shortcomings, Lord God. Lord, as we go through this day, Lord God, let your spirit continue to dwell and to reign of our lives and in our hearts, Lord God. Let us see the fullness of your glory. Let us feel your mighty touch, Lord God. Let us feel your presence forever present in our lives, Lord God. In Jesus' name I pray. Father God, I even lift up those, Lord God, who are unsaved, Lord God, that they would just develop a desire and a zeal, Lord God, to seek you first and foremost for their lives, Lord God, so they can feel the, the, the joys that we have, Lord God. For the world didn't give it to us, Lord God. It is you who gave it to us, Lord God. So we know we want to thank you, Lord God, that you have given us these joys, and not even the devil in hell can take us away, Lord God. He cannot pluck us out of your hands, because you got us hidden under your wings, Lord God. I thank you for the 91st number of sons, Lord God, that teaches us Lord God, that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide, oh God. That means that we should dwell, we should sup, we should reign, reign, we should rule, we shall be under your covering, Lord God, of your mighty spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, somebody else go. I'm doing Renee. I'm going last. So somebody else go ahead and pray. <laughs> okay, I've done that. Lord, as we come under the name of your son, Jesus, we pray for thanking, us, thanking you for waking us up this morning and covering us last night. Lord, thank you for finding us worthy to participate in another one of your glorious and most spectacular days. Lord, you told us we have victory, and we stand on that. But we also stand of you giving us grace, mercy, favor, and most of all, joy and peace. Lord, keep our focus on you so that we do not go up under our own understanding and mess up your plans that you have for us. Lord, we already know you are a most diligent of your word. For if anything doesn't go right with us, it's not so much us. It's not so much you, it's us. And that's what we learn when we come together to learn your word, to follow your direction, your word, believing you have the most optimum of faith to show and to seek your glory. The Lord, as we come together today to partake in your word, to to feed our spirit, as well as to know our instruction to fulfill your day. We thank you, we honor you, and we give you the utmost of praise in this prayer circle this morning. In the name of your Son, Jesus, I pray, amen. Amen. Amen, God. Koshita <laughs> 
Lord God, we thank you. We thank you for this new day, Lord, and the opportunity that you continue to give us, you know, to seek you, to be one with you, Lord, to commune and fellowship with you. Lord, and we thank you for the covering that you have given each and every one of our households, Lord, and that you have blessed us and graced us to open our eyes, to lift our eyes to you, Lord, to thank you for all the things that you've done in our lives. Lord, we ask that you be in the midst of prayer shifter ministries, Lord, and be in the midst of our lives today as we seek to fulfill our purpose daily in you. Lord, I pray a special prayer for myself. Lord, I ask that you have your angels guide and protect me as I go into surgery this morning. Lord, I ask that you guide the physician's hands, Lord, and that knowing and trusting, Lord, that all things will be well. Lord, I thank you for my family. I thank you for the traveling grace and mercy that you have provided one of my children. And I ask that you travel with Janai as she um, comes home, Lord, today. And I thank you for the fact that you have allowed my family to convene together again in, in harmony and one peace. I thank you for the charge that you have given each and every one of them, as well as myself, Lord, and I pray that we continue to seek you diligently, that we are, are <clears throat> we are seen to be delightful in your eye to fulfill those things that you have placed in our hearts. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Cover, oh God, cover her, and anoint her with the name of Jesus, Lord God. Be with her in the name of Jesus, Father God. Father God, I just want to come back before your throne, Lord God. So I did not know my sister was going through. But, Father God, I know that you are the great physician. You are the great I am. You are the healer, Lord God, who, who even took on the sins of this world, Lord God, who bore our sicknesses on Calvary Cross. Father God, I ask, Lord God, that you will be with everyone who will, who will partake in the procedure which she goes through, Lord God. Speak to her heart and her mind and her body, her soul, Lord God. Speak to every organ, every tissue, every vessel, every nerve, Lord God, and let it obey your will, Lord God. We count it all joy because we know that your word teaches us, Lord God, by Jesus' strike, Lord, not by the hands of a doctor, not by the medication, yeah. but by Jesus' strike. She and Maria, they are already healed, oh God, and we stand firm right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, professing, Lord God, that which you have spoken, Lord God, because those are your promises, Lord God. You tell us, Lord God, that you would, you have already done these things, Lord God. You tell us, Lord God, that your words, you, you said where two or three are gathered, you will be in the midst. So, Father God, I ask that you be the surgeon, Lord God, that you be the physician, the nurse, the anesthesiologist, even the down to the CPA, Lord God. Cover and let them know that this is your child. Anoint her, put a place of special crown upon her head so they know that they're dealing with the righteous child of you, Lord God. 
Just speak to our Lord God and just let your will be done in Jesus' name. We count it all joy because we know it's already done. She's receiving her healing right now, and whatever they're going to correct, Lord God, it is going to operate in the way that you have sent her here, Lord God. It's going to be renewed and going to be restored because this is the year of restoration, and everything about her, Lord, is going to be covered. Everything about her, even her children, Lord God, her household. Oh, God, we just thank you, Lord God. Everyone on this call is being restored, is being rejuvenated. Thank you, oh, God, and I just praise you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, my brother. Amen. This is our charge, baby. Anybody else want to pray before I pray? All right. Oh boy, shaka ha, shundi ko bobo kaka ha, shange he. Mu shumbora diara bokum brade kerandaka. Shoromo hoko shaka. Moria bo shindira rasoko. Borasandihe. Shakiaramboko. Borashekehe. Boradeke aranda. Shindira roko saka. Shirambrake he he yarambraka Sheke araboka rasandiriko seke Horaboko Harashaka Shirokoke Sharakaka Diarambokeke Haramoshaka Nirokosa Harandeke Sheke Arandaka Ha Ho Diarambo Jaramboko Shaka Ha Hariambo Sheke He Ha kandia boko shindia baka randia kosandira roko baka ora shindia kasaka ha bukrande ke shirira roko mraka ora shindia rakosaka ora brashe ke dire roko mraka ho boka randira boshe ora brashe ke dio boshe ke handira ndaka romboshe ke ora boka
Move in the robot there, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing. Move Randy the Koseke, the anointing, the anointing. Horombo Kosiarakanda. Yes, yes, Rombo. Increase, 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 increase. Yes, Father. Yes, Lord. Rombo Kasharakataka. Increase. Just reach out and grab hold right now. Reach out and grab hold right now. Reach out and grab hold right now. Envision that it's the tree of life. The tree of life is in front of you. Whatever it is that you need, just grab hold of this tree of life. If it's health, healing, restoration, knowledge, wisdom, understanding, strength, love, patience, whatever you need, reach out and eat of the fruit. Eat of the fruit right now symbolically. Just grab that fruit off that tree and just eat it. Grab it. Mm, and just eat it. Symbolically, eat that fruit. Eat that fruit. Get what you need. Get what you need right now. Harahoshaka. Mm. Clusters of grape, figs, whatever it is that you need. The Lord has given you righteousness, peace, love, strength. Mm. Whatever you need, eat of it right now, Father. Ah, yes, Lord. Mm, we thank you, Father. Yes, 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 Father. We're walking in that, Lord. We're walking in that, Lord. The peace of God. Ooh, I got renewing of my youth flowing through me right now. Renewing of my youth flowing through me right now. Yes, the peace of God. I can just feel it keeping me still. Keeping me still. Mm, health, healing, and restoration. Yes, yes, yes. Flowing in me. Oh, let me eat some more fruit. Mm, let me eat some more fruit. Yes, Lord. Mm, strength. Strength, strength, the ability to do and persevere. Yes, Lord. Yes, 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 Lord. Yes, yes, just grab hold. Grab hold and eat. Grab hold and eat. Grab hold and eat right now. Yes. Thank you, Father. Yes. Oh, thank you, Lord. Yes. Mm. Thank you, Father. Yes. Oh, yes. Mm, I just feel this flowing through me in a mighty, mighty way. Mm. Mm. Yes, Lord. Healing. Mm. Mm. Restoring. Mm. Thank you, Father. We're praising you right now. I need you to just... Yes, Lord. Just praise God right now. Just praise Him right now. Just praise Him right now. In the name mm-hmm. of Jesus, Lord God. Yes, yes, yes. just praise Thank him you. right now. Yes, Lord God. Yes. Thank you, Father. That's I'll your God. Your virtue, mm. Lord pers- God. There you go. Be personal right now. Mm. That's your God. I feel your virtue flowing through this line, mm. Lord God. Yes, your Lord. Virtue, Lord God. Yes, yes. Flowing through you in a mighty way. Flowing through me in a mighty I'm going to be personal right now. Mm. Flowing through me in a mighty way, Lord. Yes. Ooh, you kept me, Lord, when I wanted to go another direction, Father. And I'm praising you for that, Father. Mm, mm, mm. Yes, Lord God. Thank mm. you, Father. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Father. Jesus. 
Lord, do it for us right now. Yes, Father. Restoration. Mm. Yes, yes. Healing. Somebody got something in the spirit. All I can say is that when you prayed, I felt the virtue of the Lord just moving through this call, just touching each and every one of our lives, and just turning it around for us. Yes, yes. And all say, turn it around for me. Thank you for being that shield and that buckler, oh God. Turn it around. Erica receiving her healing. You're receiving your breakthrough. Renee, Renee receiving what she needs for Leisha. Erica, I, all of us, Lord God, even the healing virtues, I know if Maria was on this call, Lord, she'll be just speaking, Lord God. She'll just sing a song of, from Zion. But I just feel like he's even touching home her bedside and just restoring her body, just been turning it around for, for his glory and our good. Oh, come on now. For his glory and our good. We normally would say for our good and his glory. No, but we're going to put him first and say for his glory. Come on now. His glory. Come on. First, put him first. We're put him first. Mm. Yes. His yes, glory. Yes. His glory. So the devil has, a past to be, has already been served notice to get his hands off of us. When it says, the word scripture said, touch not my anointing, do my prophets no harm. Hey, we already have received the restoration. We just got to stand on it and with the expectancy, knowing that God has already done those things that we need, what we desire. He's even given us some of the things that we want. Praise your name, God. In the name of Jesus. I'm going to stand on mine. I don't know about you, but I'm going to stand on mine. But if you ain't going to stand on yours, I'm going to stand there for you. Get it. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Father. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Father. Ah. Oh, yes. Go ahead and knock out the list of sis.
Anybody want to do any list? Uh, give me one second. <laughs> the what? I'll keep talking about this. Uh, give me one second, though. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Oh, Lord. Hi, how are you? Good, good, good. Oh. Okay. Oh. I have to have a phone call to go. Everything around me is getting better. <clears throat> um, and the only way to agree with that is not going by what you see, but by what you know. <clears throat> and we know that God is in control. Amen. <clears throat> today, giving you glory and honor, uh, dominion and power over our lives, oh God. Thank you for what's going to happen for Erica and her family, for all of us, oh God, because you have, you have said in your word, those who diligently seek you with their whole heart and humbleness and meekness and in submission to your will and to your way. You will bless. And, Father, that's what we come to do every day on this call and in our own individual alone times with you. And so, God, we just thank you. We praise your name. Hallelujah. And so we come for the church. We come for the church. We come for the ministers, the shepherds that have been placed by by you, or those who have been placed because they placed themselves there, oh God, and we come that the truth of your word continues to manifest itself out of their mouths, oh God, so that those who are in in the hearing of your word going forth 
will receive exactly what they need to be encouraged, to be uplifted, to be edified on every level from the spirit to the soul, to the body, oh God. Help us to have control over our urges. Help us to have control over our reactions to what happens to us in the church and outside the church, oh God. Help us to let you be in, in control, oh God. Sometimes we have to, we try to take the reins, but we ask that you will continue to have the reins over our life, oh God, and direct our path. Uh, watch over the church, O oh God, as those who are deceivers are going forward uh, as well, as wolves in sheep's clothing, O oh God. And we ask that whatever deceptions that comes out of their mouth, O oh God, be stopped, and or be the deception be uncovered in the eyes of the hearer, so they will know by the discerning power of the Holy Spirit that it's not of you, O oh God, and that they will not be deceived <clears throat> in that way. We come for those who are in bondage of addiction and abusive relationships. We come, O oh Lord, because they have not been able to come out on their own. These are for the saved as well as the unsaved, O oh God. There are so many who are also in that that believe in you who are still being bound by sexuality, by identity crisis, by drugs, by cigarettes, by alcohol, Father God, by just just everything that comes against the flesh. So, Father God, we come for them that they might have <clears throat> liberty through you and through your word, O oh God. Those who are diligently seeking to be delivered, O oh God, those who are looking for you with their whole heart, O oh God, we ask that you would give them a quick deliverance. You can do that. You can give them a cold turkey, a cold turkey deliverance, oh God, where you can take the taste out their mouth. You can take the, the urge off their flesh, oh God. And so, God, we come for them right now that you and stand in agreement with their prayers that you will do that quick work for them, oh God, so that they can wholly focus on you and on your word and their relationship with you. And Father, we come for those who sorry, we come for those who are bound in prison, oh God, in prison in mind and in body. We come for those who are in prison because of abuse, oh God physical, mental, oh God. We ask, oh God, that you will give them liberty as well in their spirit and in their mind, oh God. Let them find the way out. Let someone come into their pathway today that will show them the way out. Let them find that light at the end of the dark tunnel that they have been walking through for these years, oh God, or months or however long they have been in their situation, oh God, so that they can find their rest in you, oh God. We come for those who are sick and shut in, as well as in hospice, oh God, and those who are going through surgeries, oh God, just like Erica. We come for them now, oh God, because you are the master healer. You are the master healer, God. You are the master physician. You are the one who can go in and and, in precision, take out, remove, fix, repair, whatever needs to be done, oh, God. So we know that you can do this, and we're standing in agreement with all prayers that's going forward today, looking for 
looking for a, a miraculous healing, oh God. We're coming that they will have that healing in, inside and out. Let the surgeries that are going forward today, oh God, let them be done in completeness. Let them be done with no errors, oh God. Let them be done to the point where it will be it will be quicker than what they think, oh God, because you are directing the hands of the doctors, you are directing the eyes of the doctors, you are directing the ears of the anesthesiologist. And we're we're calling for a, a quick recovery. In a, in a small downtime, oh, God, because you can do that, oh, God. We know and we're appreciated. We're just glorifying your name in advance that it is done. <clears throat> we're coming for those who have lost loved ones, oh, God, this this evening, this last evening, this week, oh, God. Some people are. Some people have been lost because of illnesses. Some lost due to violence. But those who are left behind, oh God, are grieving, and we're standing in the gap for their grief, oh God. We're standing in the gap that you will give them peace that passes all understanding in the midst of the storm of of, of dealing with funeral funeral details, oh God, and and family coming in and animosity that sometimes wreaks havoc at the at this time, oh God. We just ask, oh God, that you will give peace, a peace that passes all understanding in the midst of it, oh Lord. And we come for those missionaries that are on the front line in those countries that are against Christianity, not just Christ. Those who are against Christ, oh God, we we call for a protection, a hedge of protection to be around them and their 700 pieces of separation, oh God, as they go forward in what you call them to do, going into the highways and byways, <clears throat> going all around the world looking for those who are seeking you, oh God. And we ask that you will continue to strengthen them in spirit, soul, and body. We speak that no weapon of sickness <clears throat> and nothing that they eat shall cause them harm as they go out. And we also pray for <clears throat> the leader. We also pray for the leaders, from the president to the nation's leaders, to the governors, to the mayors, the aldermen. Father God, we come that they will start speaking and judging and righteousness, O oh God. Help turn their hearts, O oh God, away from evil. Turn their feet away from the 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 bad decisions and from the deceptions. Take their hand off the balance so that the balances will be even and true. <clears throat> so that your people that are calling out in your name who are humbling ourselves, O oh God, before you and seeking your face, that you will heal us, O oh God, from everything. You said that we might have to be in the midst of the judgment that comes, O oh God, but you said that we will stand protected. And so, Father God, we are coming and we are stating <clears throat> and bringing back to our remembrance that you stated this to us in your word, and we're standing under the shadow of your wing looking at <clears throat> you come near, oh God. And we just thank you for your protection, your Holy Ghost fire that gives us the discerning power to know where to go, when to go, and how to move in your glory. For your glory and our good, we come. <clears throat> Amen. <clears throat> Sorry.
Amen, amen, amen.
Yolanda Smith, Humbra Shit go say she go say she go say she go say Humbra Shit she go say she go say she go say Humbra Shit she go say Hoshi go say she go say Humbra Shit she go say she go say she go Saraka Sakara Keisha Humbra Shit go say she go say she go say she go say Humbra Shit go say she go say she go say she go say I'm Morgan Macmillan family. Handeke Handeke Harumbo Handeke Handeke Horoko Handeke Hanrasa Karaka Handeke Handeke Handaka Rambo Shariamboko Saraka Rochelle Joan Hara Shishikombraka Haraka Sishikosekaka Sharon, 
Dwight and Jimmy McCombs. Hush go
Courtney Collin, Brandon Hunter, go say, should go say. Go should go say, should go say, should go say, should go say, should go say. Hoshirugosa, <laughs> Courtney Collin, Brandon, Nick, Brandon, Holly, Smith, Reggie, Brandon, Didi, Hush, to go say, should 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 go say, Sean and Stephen, how should go say, 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 Parabrasilogosa, <laughs> Sakara. <laughs> Jalen Wood, how should I go say, 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 should I Lyle Anthony, Benjamin Benfield, Sarah Thompson, Keith Powell Jr., Mike Bradley Hernandez, Mel Patient Rosen, Benny Holcomb, Marie Bershun, Yandra Moss, Tristan Peacher, Jarquez, James McConnell, Zive, Amber, Brianna, Devon, Tyler, Jasmine, Denaya, Brianna, Lil G, Victor, Kiara Shaw, Caprito, Corey, Ibermore, Raheem Powell, A.J. Dunn. Harashida Gosi, Shida Gosi, Randra Kasoko. Harashida Gosi, Shida Gosi, Randra Kasoko. All right. Rosen Hospital in the community. Hundred go say, should go say, should go say, should go randaka. Hundred go say, should go say, should go say, should go randaka. Hundred go say, should go say, should go say, should go randa. Harasharaka, sakara. Why is it? Hundred go say, should go say, should go say, should go say, should go randaka. Hashi go say, she 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 go say, she
Reginald Foster, Hushi Gosashi 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 Grandraka, Hara Gosashi 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 Grandraka, Hara Gosashi Gosaraka Saraka Sakra. trying to get um Rosen Hospital watching it Reginald Foster uh Rose Johnson how to go say she 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 Goodbye. Thanks. Yeah, welcome. Rose Johnson, down the loss. A hundred go say she to go say she 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 Dialectronica, my parents, how should go say she 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 go President Obama, Hundred President Obama, the mass man, go here, she'll go say, 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 she'll go say
peace that surpasses all understanding. Health, healing, restoration. Discernment. Renewing of our youth. Perseverance. Peace that surpasses all understanding. What else we got? Discernment. Now the walking in the realm of the supernatural. Um, knowledge with understanding, favor, peace, perseverance. Renewing of our youth. Supernatural synergies, strength, ability, gifts, and talents. Alright, I think that's all. Anybody think anything? No, that's, that's no. Sound about it. Yes. Alright. Well, I gotta take her to school or whatever I'm gonna do with her, so I'll just hit everybody when um I get back. Well, okay. child, you about a half an hour. You 45 minutes late. Don't be saying like that while you pricking your eyebrow. Okay. I think you need a well a reintroduction to the bus on a continuous basis. I think that's what needs to occur. Yeah, uh-huh, whatever. Yo, goodbye, y'all, while I cuss out. Okay.
Hello. 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 Oh, there's a person. <laughs> I was getting ready to hang up. How are you? Finding yourself. Good. Yeah. What's going on? Is it? Is has he got um, back the reading? No, he hasn't come back on the line yet. I just got back on, and so. Oh. Um, you know, he was dropping more. He was taking Morgan to uh, um, to the train. Yeah. So as soon okay. as he comes back, he said he would. He said he'd let us know. So. Okay. Yeah. Is it Victor? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. I was going to just. I was like, I said, should I just start talking? <laughs> Oh, no, because I was like, well, I didn't hear anything. Because yesterday I called, and I didn't hear anything, but there really was nobody there. It's so yeah. well. Before I hang up, you know, let me say something. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. when I, I called in a couple of times, but I, you can, I, now I know the difference. Like, it does the um, recorded live thing if... Uh, um, if someone has been on the call or whatever, so mm-hmm. okay, I'll I'll wait. Okay. But um, I'm gonna go on mute in a few minutes. I'm supposed to be doing okay. something for my niece, but um, I had wanted to share this, and I was like, since it's recorded, I might as well share it. Yeah. Okay. But mm-hmm. uh, but you know what? I was I was uh, reflecting on like the scriptures and stuff. And one mm-hmm. of the things I've been trying to do with uh, the youth at my church is to go through each story mm-hmm. um, in the Old Testament and um, and show how the stories show us our natural and um, mental and spiritual um it, it, it's supposed to help us reflect on those three things when you look at each story in the Bible. And I'm mm-hmm. like, and I asked them, I said, did you notice that? You know, and they were like, no. You know, they looked at me kind of strange. And so I was um, going over the story of David, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> we didn't get that far because I'm just like, David is really very heavy very meaty if you really look at it, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the Yes, you know, see I, see, I thought I was the only one. <laughs> and, no, not at all. And I was telling them, I said, when, um, you know, when you look at it in the natural, it's like he's, he was a young guy, you know, he wasn't even really in his late teens, he was like 12, the youngest one, nobody really thought anything about him. You know, even the even in his when um, the prophet came, how the father didn't even think to send for him because he was so young. 
you know, and mm-hmm. forget that that, you know, and when you look at the natural, we, we forget how our kids, you know, even now we, we don't put much stock in what our kids say because we're like, oh, they're kids. But in reality, some kids know more than we do on certain things. They sure do. <laughs> and we we can't discount what they know, you know, because it's mm-hmm. like they know what's going on now more so than we do. Mm-hmm. And, and but we can tell them, I mean, it's nothing new, but it's still, you know, it's for this time that they know it. Mm-hmm. And we can just tell them what we know to apply it to what they know now. And that's how we grow. And that's what mm-hmm. and that's when he was showing me with David. David is uh when he was younger, even though he didn't know much in the eyes of the adults, but based on his experience, he was able to see better than the adults did. Yeah. You know? yep. And like when he mm-hmm. finally got to uh, when they finally got to the part in the story of his life about Sam, you know, um, David and Goliath, all of the stuff that he had gone through, you know, we would say, oh, that's just because he that was what he had to go through as a child. But mm-hmm. it created in him the strength and the insight to know who his God was. You know, so he had fought the bear and he had fought the lion. So looking at Goliath was just like, he's just, okay, I fought these two and they were more savage than him. So he's nobody because I know who God Mm -hmm. is, you know. Mm -hmm. And going to the spiritual is the same way. We have very, we have a lot of baby Christians, what people like to call them, who have more faith in God than a seasoned Christian? Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. we have to give them that. We, but we, the thing is, we try to do with them the same thing that Saul tried to do with David. We try to give them our weapons and tell them, "Well, you can't fight that. You can't fight that with what you know." Let me mm-hmm. give you what I know, and it doesn't right. work. You know, mm-hmm. and so we we That's have to true. encourage each other. We have mm-hmm. to encourage each other, but not overstep each other. You mm-hmm. know, we have we have to be like, okay, what are the weapons that you know? Right. You know, okay. Right. Okay, let me tell you how to use those weapons more effectively. Mm-hmm. Because because he even said, I tried to use your arm, I tried to use your sword, but they're too big. They're too big. They, I, I don't know how to use this, but I know how to use this slingshot and these rocks. And it's just as effective as if someone who knows how to use the sword and the armor. So it's just like, okay, show me how to use it. God showed me how to use it, not man. Mm-hmm. So we have to stop looking at how everybody else fights their battles. And just fight our battles with what we know. And that goes back to what I had said. Kung Fu Panda, I I love movies like that because it goes to where the kids are. And one of the things that he did was he was trying to, um, uh, the one that's out at the show, Kung Fu Panda 3 now, he was trying to show them how to fight evil 
the way he knew how to fight evil. Mm-hmm. But as he got his butt kicked, he was just like, wait, I can't, you know what, you are good at this. Let me show, let me think, let me show you how to fight the battle with what you know. Mm-hmm. And then you will still win. And then at the end of the story, that's what they did. One one was very good at um, at the streamers, dance with the streamers. And so he, he had her go over and over how to do the different figures with the streamer, the mm-hmm. role stuff. And then after she got so good at it, you know, she was able to, like, whip it out and, and snag people's you know, ankles and yank them and make them fall and all this other stuff. So it was just working with what she knew. So my encouragement is start looking at what your weapons are, Mm. not everybody else's weapon. Mm. Because some people can fast and they get their breakthrough. Some people can go into prayer and get their breakthrough. Some people have to go into praise and worship and get their breakthrough, but their weapon is theirs. Wow. And they know how to use it. But wow. But they use the same one. So that's the encouragement for all of us today. Use that your weapon. Hmm? I said that is outstanding. You need to pass the collection plate for real. Pass the envelopes. Yeah, um, you got it. I mean, that was really, wow, wow. Do you, you have no idea how timely what you just said is, girl. You have no idea how timely that is. I mean, right on time, right on time. Um, you are absolutely right because I was thinking about how when things happen, you know, we, when people are going through things, you know, the elders or whoever, not even just the elders, but just different people who say, okay, you need to go into a fast so you can get your breakthrough. Not, but, and, it never, but the, and they always say that that's something that you have to do. But it, it never occurred to me that maybe everybody's not supposed to do that. You know, maybe okay. you're supposed to, to do something else. You know, um, that is so, so, so true. And then I also was thinking about the point that you made concerning um, new baby version and how, you know, a lot of times they're still pure because, see, uh, as you grow into it sometimes and as you get, in, you know, older, older and Christian and I guess, you know, what I know for a fact and, and, you know, elders and pastors and I've heard them say this, that you can become tainted after a while. It's not always necessary, necessarily that you become, you know, better, a better Christian or I don't know what word, a stronger Christian, or sometimes you do go backwards as you're, you know, as you walk in, if you're not walking in the correct way. So mm-hmm. people who are new, often have, um, and, and they do, they get dismissed. And I, I've heard it my whole life where, oh, you don't you don't know anything yet because you just got into this. You know, you can't possibly because you just got into this. You know, no, because 
God decides when you will get your gifts and your talents. God mm-hmm. decides that where you are. And it's not for any person to say where the you know, where somebody is or is not in terms of the strength of their power and gifts just because because you don't know what God's been doing in them before they realize that they need to actually go all the way into the wall because he's still grooming us. Even if we, you know, even before we decide to jump all in, he's still grooming us. So, I mean, you are absolutely right. I've heard that so many times. And a lot of times it's just like we say about children, how they're pure and they have, um, you know, they're still pure so they know things. And they see mm-hmm. things that older people who've been contaminated don't see. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. The same exact thing. So we need to, whether you're talking about somebody who's a chronological child or who is a child in Christian or baby Christian, we do need to make sure that we listen to them and that we don't just dismiss them. Because a mm-hmm. lot of times God can use them because they're not tainted yet. They're not jaded yet. They're pure and they're open. So God will use them even more. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that is so true. That is so true. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Oh, really good. Amen. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I didn't know that was there. I was just like, I was, um, that's God. That is God. (laughs) <laughs> that is good. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Man, that's a man. That's a really good. One. That's gonna stick with me all day. That's definitely gonna stick with me. Mm, mm, mm. Man, I, I definitely um need to hear that one. But you know what? And the thing is, though. We because I <clears throat> when I'm learning and I always say that I'm learning it and I'm on a because I was telling my daughter the other day I said I I, I don't pray like I should mm-hmm. and that's when God gave it to me like everybody is not everybody doesn't do the same thing mm-hmm. and I have to say you know and I and I'm and I'm really bad at comparing myself to others, mm. you know. And, you know, and it's when I stop that I really see, okay, I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be, mm-hmm. you know. I'm where I'm mm. supposed to be. I'm not as far as I should be, and I and I, I thank God about, you know, Sam giving me a kick in the butt every once in a while. Like, Felicia, you know, you're moving, but, mm. you know, you can do a bit more, you know. But it's like I, you know, it's not for me to run anybody else's race, mm. you know. It's not for me. And I'm like, and I have to, and, I, you know, I'm reminding myself now. I'm, I'm exercising, putting myself out the way. Like, I'm not, you know, we're not supposed to be running anybody else's race. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even like when you, like my pastor always said, first natural and spiritual, and you look at a marathon runner, he mm-hmm. never trains. No one never trains the same. Mm-hmm. You know, no one ever runs the same. They don't have mm-hmm. the same gait. They don't run the same pace. 
You know, mm-hmm. you you don't know what's going on in their mind as they're doing a run, and it's just like if you if we can just remember that you don't know what is going on in someone else's mind. I mean, you might be at the same desk or walking down walking the same way on a sidewalk, but in their mind, they might be walking a minefield, but in yours, you're walking on water. And it's just like, you know, it's it's different, you know. And I'm just like, and I, I we have to, we have to really focus on that. I have to focus on that, you know, because sometimes I even compare myself to my sister sometimes, and I hear her when she's like praying and stuff. But it's like um, iron sharpens iron. Like, she has her strength, and I have mine, and sometimes we get together, and it's just like, okay, you know, we're still seeing the same thing, but we're just coming at it from from different mm-hmm. ways. Like, I could, I love breaking down a scripture, you know. I love breaking down, you know, like a story, like, I, you know, and seeing the nuances and the, you know, why he, why God put this name there and why did he focus on this information and, you know, and she'll go into prayer and she'll get the same thing. And it's just like, mm-hmm. okay, the revelations are based on your, you know, your ability or your gift, mm-hmm. you know. So, okay, I'm going to shut up. I'm going It's just awesome. Because like he... you're white. <laughs> that is awesome. You are absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Because I know that I, I'm not a prayer either. You know, I, I do it like on my mind and, you know, real quick here and there, but I'm definitely one who's going to go into a five-hour-long prayer. You know, some people can pray until the roof come off. Yes. They can, and that ain't, that's not me. I'm I'm a, I'm a speak by, I guess I'm like, you and um, you know because I am a, a a speaker, my comfort is in speaking, public speaking, and and teaching. So that's I guess kind of what I do. Like the verse, you know, something I'll read a verse, and I'm here with connecting to real life situations. Right. So that's you know, but if you you don't want me to be the prayer warrior, that ain't me. You know, when I go stand up in front of the church and, and pray for five hours and people going to meditate, no, nah, probably ain't me. Nah, that's yeah. I mean, but I teach the hell out of a Sunday school class. So, yes. you know, everybody has their own gifts and talents who are all made unique and everybody's strong suit is not the same. You know, like some people know every Bible verse, every scripture, every, they can pull it out their pocket like a dollar. You know, mm-hmm. it's strong. You know, everybody has one, and like you said, everybody isn't the same. Everybody just isn't the same. Yeah. yeah so and I think, but look at how the, but look at how God uses it though. You know, I mean, he either said he gives some this and some that and some this, but it's all for the one body. You know, everybody can't be one thing. 
you know. And and if we can just remember that, if we can just remember that, we could get so much farther in the body of Christ. You know, everybody wants to be part of a congregation. Everybody wants to be a, a leader, you know, well, and be in control. But first of all, nobody is in control. We're just all going in the same direction, and God gives some the, the the wisdom, more wisdom than others, and he gives them that, that ability to lead and and and, and mediate. I, I mean, minister and pastor and, and the bishops and stuff, they're there to get you started. But then mm-hmm. the scripture says, study to show yourself approved. It doesn't say go sit up under somebody who studied to show themselves approved. You know, mm-hmm. that is it's is different, you know. And I know I had told my daughter, I said, one thing I noticed, like, I like Sunday school and discussion groups like this more than I like regular church. Mm-hmm. Because it's like mm-hmm. I want to be able to say, where did you, what scriptures did you use to come up with what you're what you're telling me, you know, let me know that. Let me, you know, then it, it'll it'll connect better for me than right. for someone to to give a give one verse, a verse or two, and then expound on that for an hour. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, so you got all of that out of Jesus' work. It's just like how do you do that? You know, I I like the I like the back and forth because. What you got out of it, I might got something different. And if we pick each other's brains, we'll get we'll get so much more, the more of God, you know. And I just I don't know. I'm like that's how the old the, the older churches used to be. I mean, look at the synagogues and the when you read scripture, it says how they discussed. Come, let us, you know, mm-hmm. reason together. Mm-hmm. You know, but we're not reasoning yeah. if all we're doing is sitting there and the pastor is, mm-hmm. is preaching, you know. Oh, but I go yeah. home. <laughs> you know, we go home and then what? I mean, I'm and I'm not knocking church. I love church, but it's just like sometimes I just don't feel like anything is, is it just doesn't feel the same. It yeah, just doesn't feel I agree with that. This, that's actually one one of the reasons why I um, left one of the ministries that I was part of is because it was just, you know, the head of it just talking and there was no back and forth. It was, you know, you talk, did the sermon, did the Bible class, did the, and it was just you sit and we're supposed to listen, which is fine when you can. But when you're dealing with a bunch of grown people who have studied the word themselves as well and who have had experiences as well and who have feedback and interpretations as well, it doesn't, that doesn't work. You know, it's just like, you know, in, in my classroom, I'm going to tell you, you're not going to, if I just stood up there and talked to those kids all day, they are not going to look five minutes if you just talk to them. They're already fidgety. You have to engage people back and forth. And sometimes, Felicia, this is the thing that gets me. Sometimes people think that, well, a lot of times people think that um, 
things are different when you are dealing with the church and you're dealing with other things. But no, it's all the same thing, people. The church is just a church. It's a name. Jesus didn't even go to church. There was no church. You know what I'm saying? He didn't do his thing inside of a building is what I mean. So even the concept of a church building, you know, it's really a man-made thing. I mean, they have the synagogues and stuff like that. Yeah, we know that, and they went and did that thing. But I'm talking about as far as when Jesus came and did his teaching. He didn't even do it in no church house. He was under a tree, on a hilltop, on a mountain, whatever it is, you know. And so we, we tend to think that things should run differently in that vein in the church than outside of the church. But it's people. There's still people in the church that you're teaching. Certain principles are universal. How you, I mean, because what, 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 I mean, what is a pastor? He's a public speaker. He's a motivational speaker. That's what a pastor is. Mm-hmm. If you teach, if people teach, you just like a teacher. You got some students, you try to teach them something. And you have to figure out what's the best way to teach them. What's the best way to get the material across to them so that they understand it and apply it? It's the same thing. And don't know wrong people want to sit up and, and watch you talk to them for 30. I can't do it. So I'm just saying that to say that I am in total agreement with you about that. And I definitely had to leave a couple of ministries because of that. Because I don't, for me, everybody's different. You know, you have some people who that's what they need and that's what they want is to sit and just be poured into and poured into and listen and listen. And that's fine if that's what you need. Everybody needs something different. I'm not knocking it. That's fine. But then there are people like us who we need to be able to engage in the back and forth. We need to be able to ask questions. We need to be able to have, you know, this is what I think. What do you think about this? Because that's how we're going to best be fed. So, you know, you, you definitely have to have alternate approaches to it. Hello? No. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not like you had the phone had cut off. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so go ahead. But look, and that's, and that's the thing, you know, and that's why I, I, I love this line so much. Like I used to tell my mm-hmm. sister, I said, this is pretty much church to me. I said, so I go to church mm-hmm. every day, you know, because the back and forth, but we know that, okay, well, I didn't think of it like that. You know, okay, Lord, you know what, thank you, you know. And just and just it, it encouraging, the encouraging behind hearing someone that knows the depths of God, mm-hmm. where I don't even know the depth of God, you know what I mean? Like he, everybody, everybody can give different facets of who God is as well. So it's just like, you know, I don't know. And I, I'm just glad I'm not the only one that thinks that because I thought I was like I was like Lord, let me if I'm wrong, let me know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if I'm wrong, let me know. Let me fix me. You know, if I'm if I'm, if my thinking is 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 is, is an error. Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I totally understand. I totally understand. I I really do. I have to. I'm very nervous, or not nervous. But I'm very cautious of any church institution where there's one person doing everything. There's one person doing all the time. And I'm I'm really I'm cautious if there's just one person you know teaching Sunday school all the time. 
or one person, you know, doing Bible study all the time. I'm I'm I have a problem with that. I'm very weary, uh, leery. I'm trying to say of things like that because that means that there's only one point of view being shared. There's only one, and God talks to all of us, and that's why I think that's so important to rotation to happen with things and why different people should pray and why different people should teach and why different people should share because God talks to all of us. And if there's just one person who, you know, whose point of view that's that's a red flag to me. That's a, that's yeah. a hope to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> and it's not... I mean, I understand that, you know, to be a leader or, you know, maybe for the sake of order, okay, this person does this, but not all the time. There should be a sharing. There should be a sharing, not just everybody having to listen to one person. That's Charles Manson stuff. <laughs> Mm-mm. You know, that's crazy. That's sort of, it's like with my with the women's group that we have. I mean, yeah, it was my vision, and I started it, and I did all that. But now, guess what? It's all of our stuff now. Everybody has a different, um, has something different to offer. These are some fierce women I have. You know, one uh, woman is, is an excellent singer. She's, you know, special music teacher at, at my school. But she, um, you know, she... Um, has a lot of connections, like, with, with theater and with, you know, all kinds of stuff like that, great singer. You know, she knows a lot, so that's her strong point. You know, I have another one who works at NIU. She is the jam with putting together workshops and conferences. I have another one who is who works in the health field. So she, you know, is is, is uh, going to be putting together a lot of our health stuff. I'm, somebody else has a spa, so she's good with, you know, medicine and stuff. You know, somebody else is a heck of five public speaker. You know, so we have all of these things. What would it look like if I had this group and I was trying to, you know, do everything and run everything? I'd be in that group by my dog on so it will be the, the team of me. That's what it would be. You know, that's, that's what it would be. Right. So it, that just doesn't, mm-mm. And you have to recognize everybody's talent and gifts, and and that's what I would do if I had a church. And it was funny because I was supposed to have my own church ministry down here. I was supposed to be doing that actually, but then I I had some adjustments I needed to make in terms of the ministry that I was with, and I didn't do it. And then I realized I didn't want that responsibility. So, but that was something that was supposed to happen two, about two years ago, you know, and they definitely already know how things will be. I ain't, I'll be a figurehead. I mean, if somebody got to sign a check to somebody, sign it, but I'm not doing all that by myself. We don't have some rotations up in here because, <laughs> so, so for one thing, why would I have people in my in my group who can't leave? Why would I seek out people who are only followers and who can't lead? That means the organization is weak. Mm-hmm. You want the strongest people. You want people who can contribute, even if it's, everybody's not going to be on the same level. But you have to draw out people's talents and their gifts because we all have one and cultivate them. That's what a leader does. 
That's what a leader yeah. is supposed to do. If not, you're not a you're not an effective leader. That's awesome and that's true. Yeah. I, I can't at this stage in my life, I'll be forty three in June, even though I don't feel like a day over twenty five. My body feels a day over twenty five. But my mind don't feel a day over twenty five. But one <laughs> thing that I've learned unequivocally <clears throat> is that in anything that you do, anytime you are dealing with other people or well let me be one clear that you have an organization and stuff, you like you said earlier, it's your sister, iron sharpens iron. And if you are any kind of effective leader or person, you have got to surround yourself with people who are strong and people who can contribute. Don't there's something wrong with somebody who goes to seek out people who are are weaker or whatever, not on the same wavelength or whatever. That's something wrong with you. If you mm-hmm. And that's the truth. Some some wrong with you, and you need to go to you know Doctor Field or Yala Van Zant and figure out what's going on with your self esteem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's reality. That's that's reality. That's sometimes you know in church we we don't deal with reality. You know what I mean? Like we don't deal with what really is, and we stick God in there. You know, but God, 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 yeah, okay. But God also said, be wise. He gives us wisdom as well. Mm-hmm. You know, quit, and I hate when people, I don't mean to go on and on, but it just reminded me, of, I hate when people shortchange him like he's just some type of chump or something. He just, you know, take it. I'm like, you didn't, you haven't read your Bible, have you? You really haven't read your Bible. So you didn't, when Jesus picked up, he picked up those 12 people. You think that he, it wasn't like thousands and thousands and thousands of people he could have chose from? You think, you think that I was just random, just 12 random jokers he just got? No, he chose them because he was putting together a squad. <laughs> okay? He was putting together a squad, and he was very deliberate with whom he chose. Now, we had a couple of them that end up tripping. That they mm-hmm. end up tripping, you know, but he, you don't think he knew that they were going to end up tripping? Mm-hmm. You know, he, he chose, he still chose them for a reason. And we have to be prudent and do the same. And there's nothing wrong with having a good business head and using wisdom and everything when we choose our squad, when we choose people, um, you know, to be around. Ain't nothing wrong with that because that's biblical. And we forget mm-hmm. that, you know what I'm saying, that if you really, really, really read it, there's a lot of things, a lot of, was that you that was saying? No, that was Erica. I don't think you were on that day. Just a couple of days ago, um, saying that a lot of biblical principles are applied to business, but people mm-hmm. don't want to see it because they think that it's something sacrilegious about connecting the two. But no, no, Jesus was a revolutionary. He was a Malcolm X. He was a he was a G for real. He was gangster <laughs> for sure. He was a renegade, guerrilla warfare. That's what he did. That's what he did. That's exactly what he did. And that's the thing. People don't, people who are always spouting, separating the church from everything else, but they just Mm -hmm. don't understand the church is embedded in everything we do. Mm -hmm. They just put a different label on it. 
and say, and re, what, what is it? It's a repackaging. The world says it all the time. Oh, this idea was repackaged so that it would be mm-hmm. acceptable to those who are going to receive it. So if I say it's tithing, and you say, oh, that's biblical, oh, I'm going to repackage it and call it taxes. Here, here. Oh, Mm -hmm. it's it's easier to accept that way now. It's the same Mm -hmm. thing. That's on a bigger level. That is so true. Or you can, or it's it's even like buying, it's investing, it's reinvesting. You come here to this building, you use the light, you use the heat. You use the gas, you know what I'm saying? Come on now. You use the water. You reinvesting in in your. This is your investment. You this you you pouring into your investment. Mm-hmm. It's just like your house at home. You got to pay bills there if you still want to, you know, go in and be warm and, and not use a candle, kerosene lamp like this Chicago in 1772. So you have to do the same thing at your house of worship. It's the same thing. This is your house of worship. So you have to reinvest in it. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, we got some we got some Enrons around here that don't do right with the investment. <laughs> yeah. You know, then you gotta deal with that on the you know, you know, in a different way. <laughs> that, you know, you know, gotta deal with that when it comes, but hey. Man, that's for real. So, but I figure as long as you can see where your money's going. Now, because I, I had a situation where, you know, there's a ministry and they wanted, you know, us to pay all this money. Pay for the side, you know, you pay your side, pay it off and pay this. It was always, but wasn't no church building. But where my money going? What, what am I doing? Because I got bills to pay. I got children to feed. Now, I'm not getting ready to reinvest in you to pay your bills. That is crazy. <laughs> Ain't no church building. I need to see something. I mean, okay, the mortgage got to be paid. I understand that. The bills in the church, I, okay, I understand that we're going to, you know, need to get some food for the homeless. Dry. Okay, I got that. But if none of that is going on and I don't see no building, that means that the money is going in your bank account because there's nowhere else for it to go. Right. And, and if you don't have no job, that means that you don't have no income coming in. That means that I'm paying for no nah, player. This ain't no, nah, I <laughs> no. Nah. And I had to repent. I had to repent because I said, now I'm not your bipch. You're not gonna pimp me. Now again, try to make me feel guilty because I'm not no. Because I got I got some little people that look like me that need to eat, and they're not they're not gonna want to hear that I took the money and put it in, you know, Reverend um, Church on the Rock's bank account so his baggage can eat. Now, what we could do is we can pool all the money, put together in one pot, and everybody can eat like a socialist government. <laughs> we can do that. Put it on the pot. Everybody get, everybody get $12 out the pool, and everybody going to eat today. That's what I'm talking about. But don't tell me not to pay my car note. <laughs> Some of uh, have faith, don't pay, let them take the car and have faith. <laughs> and so, but you driving a BMW, so you want me to walk while you drive. Man, boy, I think you need to go go somewhere else and get you some different people because I ain't going to be, I, I, no, I don't think I'm going to work out. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my 
And what and what kills me even more is that there's grown people who falling for that nonsense. I'm like, you're a full-grown adult. You falling for that Jim Jones stuff. Come on, man. I'm just saying, help me, Jesus. But all I'm saying is I ain't trying to be, I'm just saying that we have to use wisdom and we have to be prudent. And just, you know, that's why God gives us sense individually because we have to listen to his voice and, you know, and act like we have some sense and don't but and don't be doing silly stuff on his behalf. He don't want us doing no foolishness on his behalf. So my God so he like you a lie and tell you nothing. Don't be making me look crazy like that to these people. <laughs> I'm trying to bring Amen. people to me. You sitting up here making people think I'm telling you to do all this nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. <laughs> I almost choked. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to call my casualties this morning. But I, I, everything you just said, I second. I second the emotion. I'm like, because, I mean, if you, if we really, and Sam said he's going to do the reading soon. Um, oh, okay. Um, but if we really went back, if we really were reading our scriptures, if we, if mm-hmm. even the ministers were really reading the scriptures, there would be no 501c3. Right. There would be no reason for uh, the church to be in lack. Right. Because that was, that was one of the things that you had touched on. If everybody pulled, I mean, look how many times that everybody pulled their money in in Scripture to make sure that everyone was able to eat and able to provide for their family. Mm-hmm. How many That's times do we read? We read that in Scripture all the time that they pulled their money together. People sold their excess so that they mm-hmm. can contribute to mm-hmm. the family of the church of that mm-hmm. group in that city so that everybody would be provided for. Right. How much right. more so in this day and time if we were, how many, I mean, just in on the south side of Chicago, if you drive down yes. 79th, yes. Ashland, 63rd, what, yes. If you drive down those streets from one side right. to the other, from like 115th to like yes. 56th, you have 500 churches, if not more. Yep. How I much did that more, one day. Mm-hmm. You know, that we could, if we yep. don't stop trying to be, I am a man of God. Okay, yes, you're a man of God, and you're a woman of God, and you're a man of God. Okay, we all believe in the same God. Why do you have to have twenty members in your church? Right. Why do you right. have to have 10, Why do you have to have just your family members in your church? Because right. why are you splitting? No, if these Struggling. churches, yes, get together on one accord with the mindset mm-hmm. that we all serve the same God by mm-hmm. the power of Christ. Death, resurrection. Mm-hmm. How much more can we? How much further can we be as the body mm-hmm. of Christ without Bible one C three? Without all of this other stuff that makes the right. government say you can't. 
Mm-hmm. But pride is pride is kicked around so hard this, this in this season that mm-hmm. even the church is starting to talk about it, and it's really? not talking about it in a good in, in the negative. It's like, oh, we have church pride. No, no, we cannot have church pride. Pride is goes before the fall. Gay pride, mm. black pride, white pride. Pride is a killer. And and God even let us know that pride is a killer. He, pride cannot go before him. Pride puts us in a point where we're not looking to him we are looking to ourselves or our group or our ideology or a certain uh, a certain crusade or crisis in that moment. Take pride out of it. If we say it's all about God, that we can come together and, and, and not be so separate on Sunday or on Saturday, we will be understanding of it's all about God. But we don't, so here we are. Now everybody has to, everybody is going to have to come to that come to Jesus moment because it's coming to a time now in this day, in this year, if, if not the soon coming month or in this year alone, where that 501c3 that all the churches are holding on to is going to be that blessing that has bound them to having to watch what they say, watch mm. what they do, watch what they preach. Mm. You're not mm. going to be able to speak the truth anymore. You're not going to be able to say what thus saith the Lord without that, um, how they do it. If you're a black ops and they have to, before they can, they, they have to black out all the stuff that's important because it's, it's information yeah. that can't be put out, that's what they're doing with the Bible. So if you're going to hold on to what the government is giving you and not holding on to what God wants us to do, and that's be one body mm. in Christ, we are, we, the discerning power that God has given us on this line is so necessary. For this time. Yes. So necessary. So, Lord, <laughs> Lord. But um, I I have to um, go on mute for a, a little while. I will awesome. be listening in. When is your birthday, Lisa? Because you said June. And I'm like, uh-huh. okay. June 22nd. Oh, we're almost twins. Look at that. Oh. Really? When's your June 6th. Aww. Yep. Yeah. June 6th. So when you said that, I'm like, babies. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm telling you this ahead of time. I vowed <laughs> that this year that I'm going to celebrate my birthday. I haven't celebrated, not for real, for real. I haven't celebrated in so long. But damn it, dog, excuse me, Jesus. I'm God's still working on me like Steve Harvey. Dang it, this year, I'm celebrating my birthday. I'm, okay. I'm I'm gonna celebrate my birthday because shoot, why not? Exactly, why not? Okay. I'm gonna figure something out. I don't have the 
famous, <laughs> not the famous clue, but start putting your pennies up. Say five dollars okay. a week, because I'm inviting everybody. I got a whole new circle uh, of good women. God has made some adjustments since I didn't know how to adjust myself. <laughs> so um, we're gonna do something, and that something just may have to pull us away for a minute, for a night, for a day. So let's put up our pennies and um, and get prepared to have a good time. All right. I will put it on my calendar. All right, honey. Yeah. I'm going on here. <laughs> All right. Hello? All right. Oh, you're there. I didn't know you were there. Yep. Because mm-hmm. I'm not on my phone. I'm my phone is um not working. I mean, my phone's dead. I'm on my phone. Oh, okay. So I can't. Um, what you do? Drop yeah. it or put or put it in the water? Not today. Not this time. It is dead. It's not destroyed. It's not destroyed. I actually got a new one a couple of days ago. I don't know if I shared that with you. I got a new one a couple of days ago, and I told the lady, I said, well, we'll see how long this one will last. Any bets? <laughs> Better place a bet. So, no, it, it actually has made it three days so far. All right, now. That's what I'm saying. Cool. All right, as soon as I find a book, I guess we can get on with it. Mm-hmm. Right, there it is. All right. Why don't you open us up in prayer? Wow, that's an interesting thing. Because mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm a mess this morning. I, I am a hot mess physically and emotionally. I'm a mess. Best time to pray. Yeah. So no, what might be out, though. I'm just letting you know now. <laughs> What you say? So you never know what might come out though, but you know, hey. I'm I'm like in a uh, oof. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. And I'm I'm I got all these drugs in my system too, so I don't know. Let go for it then. Yeah, this is gonna be real good. <laughs> Holding and everything else on an empty stomach that was I was up all night sick. Mm-hmm. So I'm just I don't, I don't know. I'm all going down today, so. All right. Okay, you still there? Yeah, I'm just waiting on you. Oh, okay. I'll put you off. All right. Ooh. <clears throat> Most gracious, most gracious and heavenly Father, we come before you this morning as humbly as we know how. We come before you this morning as your children. We come before you this morning as vessels, as tools. We come before you this morning asking you to Open our hearts, 
open our mind to what it is that you would have us to receive. We come before you this morning asking that you continue to love on us, that you continue to put your arms around us, that you continue to move us forward in the direction that you will have us to go. We ask this morning, we petition this morning for higher, for greater, for higher, for greater. We petition this morning for the wisdom that you speak about so extensively in your word and Proverbs. We petition you this morning for the discernment that we need in connection with the wisdom to see the things that we need to see, to go where we need to go, to say what we need to say for interpretation of your word, for interpretation of action, for interpretation of atmosphere, oh God. We come before you this morning lifting ourselves up and open to you for you to pour into us and not to our spirit, into our mind, whatever it is that you would have us to know and feel and think we we are taking ourselves out of it, God. We want you to help us to do that, to take ourselves out of the equation, to make less of us and more of you, because that's the only way that we'll be able to accomplish the things that we are to accomplish as vessels and as tools. We ask for a deeper connection, a deeper connection, a much deeper connection than we ever thought possible for a manifestation of the promises of your word, for a sign to miracle, that we can do the things that were done in biblical times, the things that were done in your word that we that we have not seen manifest on that level, but we come to you believing, believing in you and taking you at your word that we will be able to do even greater things. And so we are asking that you continue to impart into us, however, whether it's through another person, whether it's through prayer, whether it's through fasting, whether it's through praise and worship, whether it's through direct contact with your word, however it is that you see fit, we ask that you just continue to strengthen the connection with each other and strengthen the connection with you and and open our ears and, and our hearts and our eyes to all that which you would have us to receive from you, oh God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All righty. Mm-hmm. 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 As soon as I swallow, 
I'll read. I'm fine. I have delirious anyway. You're delirious? Okay. I know I need some prayer this morning. <laughs> All right. To have a correct view of the other world and of hell, it is necessary that we have a scriptural understanding of the underworld. The Hebrew word show is found 65 times in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Translated 31 times hell, 31 times grave, 3 times the pit. The corresponding word in the Greek of the New Testament is Hades. It is translated 10 times hell, show, and Hades means the unseen state or to the place which the soul and the spirit of the dead go between the death and resurrection of the body. The bodies of the dead go into the grave, the world for which in their name is Geber, in the Greek, Menemen. Neither Sheol nor Hades denote the hell or final punishment of the wicked. That is called in the Hebrew of the Old Testament, Tophet, T-O-P-H-E-T, and in the Greek of the New Testament, Gehenna, G-E-H-E-N-N-A. Neither do they denote the bottomless pit. Revelations 21 through 3, that is a busos, nor the prison house of the fallen angels, Second Peter 2, 4, and Jude 6. That is Tartarus. The general meaning is the underworld. Okay, y'all got all that, right? <laughs> Here we go again. That we may the better understand the rela relation of the places mentioned above to each other, let us turn to the chart. In heavens, page 274. The word show means a hollow subterranean place. Therefore, Hades must mean the same. It has gates. For Jesus said that the gates of hell should not prevail against the church. Matthew 16 and 18. And Jesus, after his return from the underworld, said, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of the gates of hell, Hades, and of death, the grave. Revelation 1 and 18. To get these keys, Jesus had to descend into the lower parts of the earth, Ephesians 4 and 9. The apostolic creed says that Jesus descended into hell, Hades. Therefore, Hades, or the underworld, must be the heart of the earth, and is so pictured on the chart. Jesus said to the penitent thief, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise, Luke 24 and 43. And as Jesus, that day, descended into the underworld, or Hades, paradise must have been in Christ's day in Hades. But it had been prophesied of Jesus that his soul, for his body is in Joseph's tomb on the surface of the earth, should not remain in hell, Hades. Psalm 16, 10, Acts 2 and 27. Therefore, before his body could see corruption, Jesus came back from Hades, but he did not come back alone. He seized the keys of Hades, unlocked the gates of paradise, section P, in which he was confined, and emptied it of his captives, and when he ascended on high, he took them to paradise section of the third heaven, where they are now. And since then, the paradise section of the underworld has been empty. Ephesians 4, 8 through 10. Okay. In the account of the experience of the rich man and Lazarus in the underworld, Luke 16, 19 through 31, Jesus gives us a description of the underworld as it was in his day. According to the narrative, for it is not a parable, for parables do not give proper names as Abraham and Lazarus, 
both the rich man and Lazarus had died, and the bodies had been buried. And what happened to them in the underworld was descriptive of what happened to them in a disembodied state. In that state, they were unconscious, could see, hear, and speak, and recognize each other. The difference was that Lazarus was in paradise section of the underworld, typified by Abraham's bosom, while the rich man was in hell section, not the final hell, which is Gehenna, lake of fire. But the section of the underworld where the souls of the wicked dead go and remain until the resurrection of the wicked dead. Between the paradise section and the hell section of the underworld, there's impass impassable gulf, Luke 16 and 26, which reveals the fact that there is no possibility of the wicked dead ever getting out of hell into paradise. Whew. On the chart, this impossible, impassable gulf is represented as an entrance to the bottomless pent or abyss. The prison house of the demons, Revelation 9, 1 through 21, and where Satan is to be bound for a thousand years, Revelation 21 through 3 and 7 through 8. The Old Testament speaks of a place in the underworld called in the Hebrew Abaddon and in the Greek Apollia. The word is translated in the Old Testament destruction, Proverbs 27 and 20, Job 26 and 6, 28 and 22, and 31 and 12, Psalms 88 and 11. Proverbs fifteen eleven, and the same in the New Testament Matthew seventeen and Matthew seven thirteen, Romans nine and twenty two, Philippians three and nineteen, Second Peter two one, and three and sixteen. Well, he given a lot of scriptures to back this up. That's for sure. Hmm. And Proverbs twenty seven twenty says, "Hell or Hades, and destruction Abaddon are never full." thus connecting Abaddon with Hades. The inference is that Abaddon is a part of the underworld, and when we turn to Revelation 9, 1 through 3 and 11, this inference becomes a certainty, for there we read that the king of the bottomless pit is called in the Hebrew tongue Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue his name is Apollon. That is, the king of the bottomless pit is named after the Hebrew and Greek words that are translated destruction. Now, the word translated bottomless pit is abusus, or abyss. Nine times do we read of this abyss in the New Testament. Romans 10 and 7, Revelations 9, 1 through 2, 9 and 11, 11 and 7, 17 and 8, 20, 1 through 3. It is a place into which the demons besought Christ not to send them. Luke 8, 31. The bottomless pit or abyss then is a deeper compartment in the underworld than paradise or hell and is a place where the demons and basic spirits are temporarily confined until they are finally consigned to the lake of fire to spend eternity with the master Satan. You want me to show? Yeah. Um, I actually pressed hard my glass and went uh, in the front room and broke it. But it was the cat got out. Uh, you know, the top that slides down, they slid it down, some of them slid it up. I pressed it hard while I'm trying to um, adjust yeah. it so it's locked. Okay. So. Let's see if I can get it out of Texas shop. Okay. Um, I'm going to leave you cash. Okay. What, $200? It shouldn't be that much. 100 That should be more than enough. Okay. To the left to the left of the bottomless pit is Tartarus, the prison house of the fallen angels, Second Peter 2 and 4, Judge Jude 6. These angels are not Satan's angels, for they are at liberty. These fallen angels confined in Tartarus are the sons of God, who married okay. are the sons of God who married the daughters of men and whose abnormal sin caused the flood. See chapter two, page twenty one and twenty two. 
They are to remain in their prison house until the great white throne judgment when with the wicked dead are to be judged, Jude 6. To the right of the bottomless pit is Gehenna. This is the final hell or lake of fire prepared for the devil and his angels until the wicked after the great white throne judgment will be cast to spend eternity. Matthew 25 and 41, Revelations 20, 12 and 15. It is called Tophet in the Old Testament, Hebrews, in Old Testament Hebrew, 2 Kings 23 and 10, Isaiah 30 and 33, Jeremiah 7, 31 through 32, 19 and 6, 11 and 14. And in the New Testament Greek, it is to 12 times called Gehenna, Matthew 5 and 22, 29 through 30, 10 and 28, 18 and 9, 23, 15, and 33, Mark 9, 43, 45 to 47, Luke 12, and 5, James 3, and 6. And five times the lake of fire, it is as yet unoccupied. The first persons to get into it are the beast and the false prophet, Revelations 19 and 20. Then Satan and his angels a thousand years later, Revelation 20 and 10. And then after the great right throne judgment, the fallen angels, now confined in Tartarus, and all the wicked whose names are not found written in the book of life. Revelations 20, 12 through 15. On the south side of Jerusalem was the valley of Hemnon, and a high place in this valley was called Tophet. In the times of Isaiah and Jeremiah, parents made their children pass through the fire to Molech. 2 Kings 23 and 10. This fire was kindled with brimstones. Isaiah 13, 33. The locality afterward became a place for the burning of the garbage from the city of Jerusalem. The fires were kept up perpetually, and the came matter as yet un unconsumed bread worms. Jesus took this valley called Gehenna, corrupted in Gehenna, and made it into a type of hell or the lake of fire, by which the worm dies not and the fire is not quenched. Mark 9, 43-48. At the upper part of the chart in heaven is shown. It includes the present paradise and the new Jerusalem and also gives the relative location of the judgment seat of Christ and the great, great right throne. The arrow marked lines gives the course and destiny of the righteous and the wicked dead. <laughs> okay, see how much more I'm going to read to this. <clears throat> okay. That those who claim that show Hades and the grave are identical, and that there is no knowledge in the grave. Ecclesiastes 9, 5 and 10. Therefore the soul sleeps until the resurrection of the body. But as, only, but as it is only the body that goes into the grave, it is only the body that sleeps or has no knowledge. The soul and the spirit of man go into show, not to the grave. In Genesis 37, 35 we read, And all his, Jacob's sons, and his daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted, for he said, I will go down into the grave until my son mourning. The revised version substitutes for the grave for the word show, and the American Vision has in the margin show the bold of the dead. And the American Baptist Publication Society edition, The Underworld. So we see that Jacob did not mean that he would go unto my son in the grave, but he did not believe that his son Joseph was in the grave, but that he had been eaten by a wild beast. Genesis 37 and 33. What Jacob meant was that he would go down into Sheol, the underworld, and there he would meet Joseph, for be no comfort to go to a place where he would know, where he would know no one. In Genesis 25 and 8, we read, Then Abraham gave up the ghost and died in the good old age, an old man who was full of years and was gathered to his people. 
The expression gathered to his people has no reference to the grave or family burial place, for that was over in Chaldea. But it means that Abraham went to the underworld where the souls of his ancestors had gone and where he would be reunited to them. The same statement is made of Isaac 35 and 29 with additional statements and his sons buried him, thus showing that while his soul was gathered to his people in the underworld, his body was buried in the grave. Among those who teach that the soul of death goes to the underworld are those who claim that the souls of those who are not yet fully fit for heaven go to a place called purgatory. And that's where I'm willing to leave it there. I know y'all got all that, right? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Is that Cheryl? Oh, okay. Maybe not. Okay. Let's go through it again. To have a correct view of the other world and of hell, it is necessary that we have a scriptural understanding of the underworld. The Hebrew word show is found 65 times in the New Testament. I'm sorry, 65 times in the Old Testament. It's translated 31 times hell, 31 times grave, 3 times the pit. The corresponding word in the Greek of the New Testament is Hades. It is translated 10 times hell. Sheol and Hades mean the unseen state or the place to which the soul and the spirit of the dead go between the death and the resurrection of the body. The bodies of the dead go into the grave. The, the word for which in the men, Hebrew is Geber, G-E-B-R, and in the Greek, Menemium, M-N-E-M-E-I-O-N. Neither Sheol nor Hades denotes the hell or final punishment of the wicked. That is called... In the Hebrew of the Old Testament, Tophet, T-O-P-H-E-T, and the Greek of the New Testament, Gehenna, G-E-H-E-N-N-A. Neither do they denote the bottomless pit, Revelations 21 through 3, that is a busos, nor the prison house of the fallen angels, 2 Peter 2 and 4, Jude 6. That house of the fallen angels is Tartarus. The general meaning is the underworld. Okay, so now we're going to break hell into different compartments. So now what you can do when you tell somebody to go to hell, you know what, you can go to show. No, I think how about Taurus? No, what about Gagana? Okay, I just thought that was funny. Give us some new lingo, huh? You said what? Uh, give us some new lingo, huh? There you go. You know, he, he's got different compartments. You know, how about Taurus? <laughs> i mess him up. Go to Ger- Geber. Go get some baby food. <laughs> well, you're just on the road this morning, aren't you? Hey, you know, i got to make up for it. Okay, now at least he's going to break this down. He says, that we may may the better understand the relation of the places mentioned above to each other. Let us turn to the chart that happens on page 274. The word, word show means a hollow subterranean place. Therefore, Hades must mean the same. It has gates, for Jesus said the gates of hell, Hades, should not prevail against the church, Matthew 16 and 18. And after and Jesus, after his return from the underworld, said, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of the gates of hell and Hades and the death, the grave, Revelations 1 and 18. To get these keys, Jesus had to descend into the lower parts of the earth, Ephesians 4 and 9. The Apostolic Creed says that Jesus descended into hell or Hades. Therefore, Hades, or the underworld, must be in the heart of the earth, and it's so pictured in the chart. Okay, so now 
at least he's breaking some of this stuff down. So Hades, I guess, is the first stopping point, and that's where Jesus went and got the keys of death, of um, death and hell, hell and hell in the grave, and yeah, hell and yeah, hell in the grave. When he died, remember he crucified because he had to go into the lower parts of the earth to get back what Adam gave up. Adam gave up dominion. Jesus had to go get it back. So that was a per that was a, one of the main purposes of his dying, not his living, but his dying. But see, he was down there illegally because he had not sinned, so he had the right to be resurrected. Okay. Jesus said to the penitent thief today, Thou shalt be with me in paradise, Luke 23 and 43. And as Jesus that day descended into the underworld of Hades, paradise must have been in Christ's day in Hades. But it has been prophesied of Jesus that his soul, for his body was in Joseph's tomb on the surface, should not remain in hell, Hades. Psalm 16 and 10, Acts 2 and 27. Therefore, before his body could see corruption, Jesus came back from Hades, but he did not come back alone. He seized the keys of Hades, unlocked the gates of paradise section in which he was confined and emptied of his captives. And when he ascended on high, he took them to the paradise section of the third heaven, where they are now. And since then, the paradise section of the underworld has been empty, Ephesians 4, 8 and 10. Well, I mean, it makes sense, okay, since we're understanding that hell has different sections. Abraham's bosom, where the saints of God or Abraham's children, spiritually speaking, all were. And that's where Jesus, when he came back, he he opened those gates. He had the gates, the keys of hell and death, and he released them. So now that section is empty. Nobody's there occupying it at this moment. The gates are just kind of swinging. <laughs> Okay. In the account of the experience of the rich man and Lazarus in the other world, Luke 16, 19-31, Jesus gives a description of the underworld as it was in his day. According to the narrative, for it is not a parable, for parables do not give proper names to Abraham and Lazarus. Both the rich man and Lazarus had died and the bodies had been buried. And what happened to them in the underworld was descriptive of what happened to them in their disembodied state. In that state, they were conscious, could see, hear, speak, and recognize each other. The difference was that Lazarus was in the paradise section of the underworld, typified by Abraham's bosom, while the rich man was in the hell section, not the final hell, which is Gehenna, the lake of fire, but then the section of the underworld where the souls of the wicked dead go, remain until the resurrection of the wicked dead. So it's not a parable, meaning that it's a story or symbolic, but this is something that truly happened is what he's saying. Abraham, and that was no Lazarus and the rich man, well, they both recognized because, remember, the rich man saw Lazarus over there, and he was like, man, Lazarus, you know, I, I treated you so wrong, and now you're over there, and I'm over here. And he said, you know, if I could just go up there and just tell my brothers that, you know, so they don't come down here. And, they, and the prophet said, they're not going to listen to Abraham and the prophets or Isaiah and the prophets, whatever it said, they're not going to listen to you. So this was not a story. This is a reality that Jesus uh, told everybody about. Between the paradise section and hell section of the underworld, there is an impassable gulf, Luke 16 and 26, which reveals the fact that there is no possibility of the wicked dead ever getting out of hell in the paradise. So all the stuff we see, and I, I look at Supernatural a lot, and you know, that's one of my favorite shows, and they go down to hell and escape back out. But 
scripturally speaking, that ain't going to happen. So as you let you know, all the stuff we see and people talk about, it, no, it ain't going to happen. That's good for TV and movies, but no, the reality of it is no. Gives people a false hope. And so, yeah, I can go to hell and escape. See, that's just another trick of the enemy. On the chart, this impassable gulf is represented as the entrance to the bottomless pent or the abyss, the prison house of the demons. Revelations 9, 1 through 21, where Satan is to be bound for a thousand years. Revelations 20, 1 and 3, and 7 and 8, 7 through 8. The Old Testament speaks of a place in the underworld called in the Hebrew Abaddon or in the Greek Apolia. The word is translated in the Old Testament destruction. Proverbs 27, 20, Job 26, 6, 28 and 22, 31 and 12. Psalms 88 and 11, Proverbs 15 and 11, and the same in the New Testament, Matthew 7 and 13, Romans 9 and 22, Philippians 3 and 19, 2 Peter 2, 1, and then 3 and 16. And Proverbs 27, 20, it says, Hail or Hades and destruction, Abaddon, are never full, thus connecting Abaddon with Hades. So in other words, it says it's never full. It's not going to fill up. It also says that it's expanding, too. So it's always making room for more. And that's part of the moanings and groanings that's going on in earth with the earthquakes and stuff like that. Because now remember, hell is in the center of the earth. And even scientists talk about that, that in the center of earth there's fire. So if hell's in the center of earth and it's ever expanding because, see, the the, the people of God were never supposed to be um, down there, but God, that that was made for the fallen angels. But, but the wicked dead are there. Those who are wicked, they're going there. So it's it's ever expanding. Okay. All right. Okay, in Proverbs 27, 20, it says, Hell and Hades and destruction of Abaddon are never full, thus connecting Abaddon with Hades. The inference is that Abaddon is a part of the underworld, and we turn to Revelations 9, 1, 3, and 11. This inference becomes a certainty, for we read that the king of the bottomless pit is called in Hebrew tongue Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue his name is Apollon. That is, the king of the bottomless pit is named after the, after the Hebrew and Greek words that are translated destruction. Now, the words translated bottomless pit is abusos or abyss. Nine times do we read of this abyss in the New Testament, Romans, 9, Romans 10 and 7, Revelations 9, 1 through 2, 9 and 11, 11, 7, 17 and 8, 20 and 1 through 3. It is the place into which the demons besought Christ not to send them, Luke 8 and 31. The bottomless pit or abyss then is a deeper compartment in the underworld than paradise or hell, and then place where the demons and the basic spirits are temporarily confined until they are finally consigned to the lake of fire to spend eternity with their master Satan. Okay. Yeah. To the left of the bottom of spit is Tarsus. Now he even got this broken down in his directions. <laughs> to the left of the bottom of spit is Tartarus, the prison house of the fallen angels, Second Peter 2 and 4. Jude and 6. These angels are not Satan's angels, for they are at liberty. These fallen angels confined in Tartarus are the sons of God who married the daughters of men and whose abnormal sin caused the flood. See chapters, pages 2, 21, and 22. They are remaining in the prison house until the great right throne judgment when the wicked dead are to be judged, Jude 6. 
Now, just hear what he just said, and 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 I and I know Nate brought that out one time in a discussion. These angels are not Satan's angels, for they are at liberty. These fallen angels confined in Tartarus are the sons of God who married the daughters of man who called the flood. Okay, all is going on, all the destruction are not caused by these angels. These angels are worse than what's going on now. That's a scary thought. Satan couldn't even control these. God judged them and threw them separate into there, separate from Satan. So just that's a very, very scary thought. And see, what's even more now, I'm going to just bring into play all these movies we see like Mad Max and all the stuff. Well, you know what? That even makes that more of reality because when the judgment comes, then they're going to be released. Mm. Yeah, that's scary. So all the stuff we see about Mad Max and all, you could really see stuff like that happening in the zombie movies. Well, you could really see stuff like that happening in. Okay, y'all needed that, didn't y'all? To the right, okay, he went to the left. Now he's going to the right. Okay, over here is Tartarus. And to the right over here we have Gehenna. To the right of the bottomless pit is Gehenna. This is the final hill or the lake of fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels unto which the wicked after the great right throne judgment will be cast to spend eternity. Matthew 25 and 41, Revelations 20, 12 through 15. It is called Tophet, as in the Old Testament Hebrew, 2 Kings 23 and 10, Isaiah 30 and 33, Jeremiah 7, 31 to 32, 19 and 6, 11 and 14. And in the New Testament of the 12 times called Gehenna, Matthew 5 and 22, 29 and 30, 10 and 28, 18 and 9, 23, 15, and 33, Mark 9, 43, 45 to 47, Luke 12 and 5, James 3 and 6, and five times the lake of fire. It is as of yet unoccupied. The first persons to get into it are the beast and the false prophet, Revelations 19 and 20. Then Satan has fallen angels a thousand years later, Revelations 20. And then after the great right throne judgment is the fallen angels, now confined in Tartarus, and all the wicked whose names are not found written in the book of life. Revelations twenty twelve through 15. On the south side of Jerusalem was a valley in Hemen. At a high place in this valley was called Tophet. In the times of Isaiah and Jeremiah's parents, in the times of Isaiah and Jeremiah, parents made their children pass through the fire to Molech. Second Kings 23 and 10. This fire was kindled into kindled with brimstone, Isaiah 30 and 33. The locality afterward became a place for the burning of garbage from the city of Jerusalem. The fires were kept up perpetually, and the cane matters was yet unconsumed bread worms. Jesus took this valley called Gehenna, corrupted into Gehenna, and made it into a type of hell or the lake of fire, where the worm dies not and the fire is not quenched, Mark 9, 43 through 48. At the upper part of the chart, heaven is shown. It includes a paradise and the, and the new Jerusalem and also gives the relative location of the judgment seat of Christ and the great right throne. The arrow mark lines gave the course and destiny of the righteous and wicked dead. That those who claim that show and the grave are identical, show meaning Hades, and the grave identical, and there is no knowledge in the grave, Ecclesiastes 9, 5, and 10. And therefore the soul sleeps until the resurrection of the body. 
But as it's only the body that goes into the grave, it's only the body that sleeps or has no knowledge. The soul and the spirit of a man goes to show, not to the grave. In Genesis 37, 35. We read, And all of Jacob's sons and his daughters rose up to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. He said, For I will go down into the grave until my son mourning. He's going down into the grave until his son. He's going to find his son down in the grave. The revised version substitute for grave, the word show. The American Revision has in the margin show, abode of the dead, and the American Baptist Publication Society edition, The Underworld. So we see that Jacob did not mean that he would go unto my son in the grave, but he did not believe that his son Joseph was in the grave, but he had been eaten by a wild beast, Genesis 37 and 33. What Jacob meant was that he would go down into show the underworld, and there he would meet Joseph, for it would be no comfort to go to a place, the grave, where he would know no one. In Genesis 25 and 8 we read, that Abraham gave up the ghost and died in good old age, a good old man full of years, and was gathered to his people. Expression gathered to his people has no reference to the grave or the family burial place, for that was over in Chaldea. But it means that Abraham went into the underworld where the souls of his ancestors had gone and where he would be reunited to them. The same statement is made of Isaac, Genesis 35 and 29, and the additional statement with the sons buried him, thus showing that while his soul was gathered to his people in the underworld, his body was buried in the grave. Among those who teach that the soul of death goes to the underworld, are those who claim that the souls of those who are not are those who claim that the souls of those who are not as fully fit for heaven go to a place called purgatory? All right, that's it. <coughs> I ain't got nothing else to say. That, that that was more than enough to me. So, questions, comments, criticism, conclusions. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's heavy. I mean, my cranberries. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because I had heard this before, but it's interesting hearing it again as an adult. Um, like I said, he's given plenty of scriptures to back this stuff up. It's not like he's just saying something. Age of scripture after scripture after scripture after scripture, so... That's where you go get your study on. Mm-hmm. Well, sound like we'll get a chance to experience what the Hebrew boys had experienced. Down in, um, well, actually we won't, because that would have been the paradise section of hell. <laughs> when there was a no, in the flames, <laughs> that was paradise. Well, they weren't in the flames, but they were in hell. So they were in the underworld. Or the paradise session of hell. Now, the Hebrew boys are actually in the fire. I mean, and that's typified because they were in the fire, but the fire was not touching them. So, same thing. That could be compared to paradise as well. It's paradise section of hell. So. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, it is. I said, he's backing it up with scripture, so, you know, hey, this is where you go do your individual study. All right. 
Oh, nobody ain't got no comments and take a prayer request. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, well, I got to just swap my cranberry. Okay. <laughs> Why you after you do that? I'm gonna share something, Felicia. I don't know if she's still on that. She might be hiding behind mute. But go ahead. I'll let you done with her. Hmm? I'll let you done with the Oh, okay. I'm making ready for Renee. Oh. Renee. Mm-hmm. Renee, I thought, what happened to Oh, okay. Because I was talking to Felicia earlier. Renee, uh, uh, Renee? Uh, Felicia went on mute. She probably may be still there, but she's on mute. I'm oh, here. Oh, that's Felicia speaking. And Renee's here, too? I don't know Renee's. Yeah. I don't know if Felicia's here. I know Renee's here. Oh, good morning, honey. I didn't know you were here. Felicia's good here, too. Oh, Felicia's here, too. Oh, dang, girl, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm, girl. Let me go ahead and pray for Renee. <laughs> then, you can, then you can do Felicia. <laughs> all right, all right. Boka shambo randeke shinduko rombo sandeke boko ramba sandeke yoko romboko sanda boko romboko sete yanda toko rom parandeke sandaka ha yes 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 father we praise your name glorify you lord Mm-hmm. We praise your name. We glorify you, Father. Mm-hmm. We praise your name. Yorokosa da Kambaka. Borekese Sharambrasaka. Borambreshi de Koseke. Borandeke de Kosaka ha. Bosheke ande Sharambuka Saranboko Boseke. Poramboka Randira do Saka Ramboko. Bushia Ramboka Zirandeke Shandraka. Horambusheke he. Horambusheke he. Horambuke Adeako. Hoko Romboka. Shirabusaka Ndeke Shararakumbuko Saka. Shirarake Shandeke he. Yes, Father, we glorify your name, Lord. We glorify your name, Father. Yaradoko Sakanda Kaha. We glorify your name. Mm. Yaradoko peace, 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 peace. Sarandekish. Mm. Mm. Wow. Mm. Mm. Burandiriko Saka. Father God, what are you showing me? What are you showing me? We're talking about the different parts of hell. We've been learning about the different parts of our spirit, our soul. So he's really breaking all of this stuff up into compartments. He's breaking things up into compartments so we can get an understanding, a, a better understanding. 
a better understanding. Yarako say now, Renee, Shadow Kumbushaka, Ha Shadow Kosheke, Trombrash the Gasade the Gosa, yes, yes, yes. He's going there, he's going there to remove that from you. No link no longer need to have that. You no longer need to have that. Yeroko Sarakobrandika. You no longer need to have that. Yeroko Sarako Sarako. Renee on the Rakos, you no longer need to have that. Shiroko said Braka. You no longer need to have a cause. When I tell you to, I just want you to take a deep breath and hold it. When I tell you to release it, release it, okay? Okay. Slowly begin to breathe in. Slowly begin to breathe in. Mm-hmm. Until your lungs are full. Until your lungs are full. Now just hold it. You go. Are you holding it now? Yep. Okay, hold it right now. Whole shit at the Kandra did it go say, 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 did it go say. Whole shit at Kandra shit at Now slowly exhale. Just let it exhale. However it comes out, let it come out. You do not try to control it. Just let it out. Just let it out. Get out of it right now in the name of Jesus. I cast you out. No longer coming in that red Kosa. No longer get it out of her. Get it out of her. Get it out of her. Under the Thank you, Father. Remove that from her. Thank you, Father. Remove that from her. No longer residing in there. No longer residing in there. Now, we're going to do this a couple of more times, okay? Just breathe in deeply and hold it. There, right now, right now. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Let it out. Just let it out. Let it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stirring that stuff up inside you. 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 Right there, right there, settling, settling, settling. That's it. Now, now we're gonna stir that up, we're gonna stir that up. Mm. Mm. Stirring that up, mm. stirring that up. It's okay. You're gonna begin to cough in a minute. You're gonna begin to cough. When it's time, just let that stuff out of you. It no longer has residency up in there. God is evicted. He says it's time. Now, 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 get out of it right now. Get out of it right now. Get out of it right now. In the name of Jesus, I command you to release a... Now, just begin to cough. Just begin to cough. Just begin to cough. We cast you to the dry places right now in the name of Jesus. Just begin to cough. Let the word of God that's inside of her begin to push that out of her. Let the word of God begin to begin to push that out of her. No longer residing. We're casting to the dry places right now in the name of Jesus. 
Now the word of God is going down deeper, deeper, deeper. Get across, get that out of it, get that out of it. Right now we cast it to the dry places, cast it to the dry places, cast it to the dry places. No longer residing in her, no longer residing in her, no longer residing in her. No longer, no longer to dry places, not in that household. Not in that family. I plead the precious Holy Ghost anointed blood of Jesus over that household, over that family, over Renee. We cut her every generational curse. We say cease and desist in Jesus' holy name. Just keep coughing. Just keep coughing. Get that stuff out of you. It doesn't need to be in there anymore. God has said it's his time. It's time for you to release that. You don't need to hold this anymore. I thank you. Father, as the balm of Gilead begins to go and seal, I thank you for the word of God that goes and fills those voided places, leaving no hollow places, no empty places. I, I cast you away from her right now in the name of Jesus. I command you to release her right now in Jesus' holy name. Close all the gates and the avenues that have been allowed interest to these enemies, demonic entities, Lord. We close it right now in Jesus' holy name. And so, amen, amen. Amen. <coughs> oh. <coughs> oh, I received that. Amen. Just keep ministering to her, Lord. Just keep anointing her, Lord. Just keep anointing her, getting all the residue out, Father. Mm. All the residue, Lord. Mm-hmm. All the residue. In your holy name is... Amen. All right, who's next? Erica asked for you to pray for her, please. Oh, that's so special. I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't going to say nothing crazy. I'll save it till I talk to her privately. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know. I don't know why she put up with me. I guess I entertain her, though. She needs some comedic relief in her life. So she just listen to me and laugh. So you fool. (laughs) <laughs> ah. And what we're going to do, Felicia, is you're going to pray for her first. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to pray for you, Felicia. Then you're going to pray for Erica, and then I'm going to pray for Erica, okay? Uh, okay. She like, this ain't quite how I thought this is going to go. Expect the unexpected. What you say, dear? Expect the unexpected. That's what you said. Okay, you know what? I did not tell you all this. I and was um I went to court. I've been all I've been doing is going to court. <sighs> but anyway, <laughs> so um one of the times I went to court this week, <laughs> just, just leave it like that. <laughs> and uh, it was actually the day that we had a call. Expect the other. I like okay, whatever. So this particular one was the eviction, and I really didn't think my tenant was going to show up because she'd been playing dodgeball and this and all that other stuff. So I got in court, and basically I was a little late, but I was pretty cool. So, lo and behold, my tenant was there. I was like, okay, she's actually here. And so we got up in front of the judge, and, and um, she tried to play the uh, house and foreclosure game. The Lord the judge was like, no, they ain't got nothing to do it. And, I, I mean, we just been approved for a modification anyway, not for this house, but for the other house. So that had nothing to do with it. And, you know, I gave the the documentation, we gave her 30 days, and she got to get out of there. 
And so when I went in the hall, I was just kind of sitting, and the Lord spoke to me and said, I told you to expect the unexpected. I said, you know what, Lord, you're right. Because you, I, I literally, I mean, this girl, I, I don't went over there and knocked on the door a few times, you know, trying to work with somebody. I see people moving around, so I really didn't expect the, her to be there. So I was like, wow, wow. You know, uh, and so, I mean, you know, that's just one of the things got up and with my marketing and stuff. A guy just called me, he wants the information. Um, it's just a lot of little things that God is showing me to keeping me to hold on because I've been trying to get up out of this and run the opposite way, but God has been, hold on, soldier, hold on, hold on. And right now it looks like I might have my first two properties, and I'm like, praise the Lord for that. So it's a lot that that's beginning to break through in my little life. So that brought that up with expect the unexpected. So I'm going to go back to praying for Felicia. Hmm. Victoria. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The other day where it says, have a blessed night and have a victorious day. Mm, okay, right. You sent me that text message. I said I'm going to pray for you for victory. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Praise God. He's working it out. You're looking as your, as your buds. They begin to blossom. Yep, hopefully nobody won't trample on it. <laughs> remember, but, but remember, well, I know you won't have a problem with this, because you're going to remember where your help came from and for you not to get uh, in, front of, in front of yourself or your help. So out of things like that, people tend to go, okay, they start saying, thank you, Lord, and this, that, and the other, but then they start trying to make it all about them. And then it's like, oops, you know, just like you said, in the game of life, three steps back. And you oh, wait a minute, how come it's not going forward? And, no, I don't want to go backwards. And, I, I, um. I don't mean to cut off, but Erica said she's on her way to the hospital. I don't know how how long it takes her to get from her house to the hospital. Okay. Yeah. Let me change phones. This phone about to go off, and then I'll pray for her. All right. Okay, you there? Okay. All right. Okay, Father, let me pray for Erica. Rashidiko san randiko boko ho. Burandiko sa dashidakan randiko se shidiko se. No, no, no. We're going back to the proper. Felicia, pray for Erica. Then I'm going to pray for Erica. So you go ahead and pray for Erica, Felicia. All right. So, Father God, we come right now and we stand in solidarity and in agreement. You said where two or three are gathered in your name, you are in the midst. And you say you inhabit the praises of your people. So, Father God, we are praising you in our spirit. We are praising you in our mouth because you are an awesome God. You are a wondrous God. You are an excellent God. You are a forgiving God. You are a healing God. You are a providing God. You are the God that will hit a head of protection around us 
on every side, oh God. You are our you are our foreguard, you are our rear guard. You have given us the Holy Spirit for our tool and for our comfort. Father God, we come right now for Aristia, Erica, this woman of God who's going into the hospital right now, oh God, for a procedure. Uh, God, you know what needs to be done in her body. You know what is affecting her her health. You know by the grace and by your power and by your Holy Spirit because you created her from the womb, oh, God. You know what impurities are in, in her body. You know what obstructions are, are hindering her from being in good health. Father, as the doctor goes in, direct his hand, direct his eye. Guide him in his scalpel, oh, God, so that you, he, all he needs to do is take what needs to be done, and that's it, and that's all. No more and no less, Father God. We ask that you will also watch over the anesthesiologist right now, oh God. Make sure that he puts in the right leaders, the right CCs. He makes sure that he makes he keeps his eye on her pressure, oh God. Make sure he watches everything that he needs to watch, oh God. We bind any distraction as they go into this, oh God. Let their their financial issues, their personal issues, any relationship issues, let those be put at the door, oh God. Steady the hand of the doctor and the nurse, oh God. And we implement a speedy recovery. We implement a, a fast recovery. In the name of Yeshua, we apply the blood over her from the top of her head to the soles of your feet. Father, let your glory prevail and let it be seen for all in that hospital today. In the name of Yeshua, we come. Amen. Amen. Ah, woman of God, Mm. be encouraged, be strong. Mm hmm. Mm. Wow. You know what? In all actuality, the prayers for you regarding your operation and everything are up, and it's a done deal. Now, what I am going to ask is that you focus on something else. I know that's kind of hard, especially in this procedure, for you to do that. But I'm going to, Holy Spirit, would you would you transfer her thoughts to someplace else? Mm, yes, there we go. So that she can hear and see you. Mm. One-on-one. There we go, taking her mind and placing it where you want her to be, having tunnel vision. Father, now commune with her, Lord. Mm. Commune spirit to spirit. Commune. Spirit to spirit. Spirit to spirit. Spirit to spirit. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Father. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, Felicia, you. But I did Okay. Okay, what he's telling me, 
is for you to walk in your authority, but he also understands that you are tentatively walking this thing out right now. And for this time period, it's okay. He's training you to walk in your authority and, and in security. Mm, see, see, and that's a struggle when I say that word, security, because, see, I was talking to Lisa the other day. Everybody that's got a job, they get a check. That's the security. All I got to do is show up. God wants you to have that same security with him. He wants you to, his word said it, I'm doing what he told me to do. It's going to happen. It's going to manifest. But we struggle with that. He understands that, but that's where he needs us to be. Because, see, just like your job situation was transformed because of somebody else, if you're standing in his word, your provision might transform, transfer from one thing to another, but your provider was always the same. See, your pro provision from the job is, is, see, if you recognize your true source is Jehovah Jireh, your provider, he's always a constant. Now, how you're going to be provided for, where that's going to come from might change, but he will never change. So he needs you to walk in that security. He needs you to walk at that level of trust with him, but he also understands that it's a transition for you. Now, see, what's going on is you're beating yourself up, and then the condemnation and fear, doubt, and unbelief. It, it, see, because you like, well, I need to be, I need, quit, quit telling yourself where the hell you need to be at. You're exactly where you need to be at. See, if you start condemning yourself, jumping all up on yourself, that's opening the gate for the enemy to come in and ride your coattail. No. God, I re now see, this is what you change your verbiage, you change your language. Lord, I know, I recognize that that I'm not quite there, but I recognize I'm here, and you understand that, and I know this is a struggle for me, but I recognize that I, I have to walk in you. You change your language, change your perspective. See, see, begin to see, and see, and, and, and you really need to talk like that out loud, because, see, what you're doing is you're beginning to get your mind condition as well as your spirit as well as your soul condition and also letting the enemy know that it's okay when felicia is weak because see when i am weak i am strong it's okay when i don't have it because i'm not the one that needs to be doing it anyway i'm casting all my cares on the lord it's okay i'm giving see see that's what i'm saying so when you don't not quite there that's when you tell yourself but it's okay because see god is just training me how to walk more in him how for me to decrease so that he can increase it's okay when i don't have understanding in my mind because i can tap into god's mind <clears throat> i can have all the wisdom and understanding i need so in other words you begin to transition out of felicia and you need to speak this out out loud for yourself and for the enemy because the enemy is beating you up because you're letting him because you're still in your mind you're walking in the grasshopper mentality and the I don't have it mentality I'm small mentality you need to speak these words out and what you're speaking is the word so it doesn't matter if you feel beat up, torn up, whatever. That's fine because that means there's more room for God. I, and I'm walking in God, and it's allowing God to, to, to grow me up, and it's allowing God to teach me and to transform me. That's what you need to speak out loud.
speak out loud because it's getting you to the point in your soul, your spirit, where you need to be. And it's also letting the enemy know that you can't beat me up about me not having enough. You can't beat me up about me being small, about me not understanding. You can't beat me up about that. Because all I'm going to say, thank God, because now that's more room for God. See, that would be like, well, I'm not. he going he gonna to grumble. He's going to go somewhere else because there's no room for him. Amen. So change your, like I said, I, I think we talked about that one time, that movie Vantage Point, where the one incident happened, but everybody had a different perspective because they were different angles. Change your vantage point. Change your perspective of where you're at and how you're living and how you're walking and where things are coming. And speak that out loud. That's going to begin to add strength to you and decrease the enemy. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Did I hit a nail on the head or something, dear? Felicia. Okay. Say, did I hit a nail on the head? I said Felicia, not Lisa. Yes, you did. Yes, oh. you did. Like, hard. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, because what's so awesome is that you, you're confirming exactly what uh, I see you. You're confirming exactly what the Lord was showing me earlier. So, Amen. Yes, 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 yes. And see that. See that. See we we'll guilt ourselves up, and 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 then again, and we'll end up slowing down and stopping. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And that is so true. I'm sorry. I don't mean to butt in, but. What you just said is something I was thinking about, Sam, when you said um, about the slowing down and stopping, because <clears throat> one thing I figured out is that that's the enemy, that's one of his strategies, mm-hmm. to keep you looking backwards, to keep you distracted on the past or, you know, mistakes. And he knows our weaknesses. He knows our weaknesses. He knows how we think about ourselves. So he will keep picking those things like a scab. You know, he won't let it heal. If it looks like the scab is starting to heal and we're getting better and we're getting stronger and we're going to to heal, you know, create a situation where we pick the scab off. And what happens when you pick the scab off? Start bleeding again. Now it hurts again. Now it's oozing. Now it's, you know, and, yep. and as long as the scab keeps getting picked off, then we're never, we're never healed. We're always in pain. We always have to keep giving attention to that wound all the time. And that, that's the strategy that he uses. And he'll use other people. You know, all of a sudden, you'll run into folks, you know, who can open the scab or you'll see something or you'll read something, and that, that is is his strategy. That's his strategy to keep you distracted off course and off focus on some stuff that is from the past or, you know, anything that happens from this moment on is now the past even in a minute. But, you know, those things that he knows have caused. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.